And we are back with another Black No Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real First World. Hello. How are you? Good to hear that. This coffee is great, by the way. Uh, today's episode is motherfucking fantastic. A long one, a long, long, how do you say it? Like a long time coming, a long, I don't know what the fucking, what people say, but everyone's wanted this podcast to come for a long time and it's finally here. The David Malave story. Today, I interview my boy Dave and if you don't know Dave, I don't know if that must mean you're new to this podcast and welcome. We, we would love that you're here, but Dave has been my right hand in all this black window cream shit for fucking a very, very long time. Uh, we toured the world together with Beyonce and Jay-Z. He was my second shooter on that whole tour. Uh, we did Coachella together. He basically pulled my belt backwards when I'd run backwards with the camera when we were on stage in front of 100,000 people with Beyonce in front of us. We have a, a good little a little run going right now. And this Black Window Cream shit is the next chapter, which has been cool to develop with him. So I'm glad to share his story finally. His, it's crazy. It's one of my favorite stories because it's the craziest shit and it's the best... Uh, it's the best example of what Black Window Cream can do for creators, in my opinion. I always refer to it. It's a great case study. So I'm happy to share the story. Um, but before we get into that, it's finally here, you guys. We have a fucking ad, but not in a dumbass, corny way. We have an ad that brings value to the listener. And, you know, it's not like some MeUndie shit. It's like they're going to give you $1,000. You're probably like, what is Ben talking about? Let me explain it to you. We partnered with Dutch Bros Coffee. Okay, Dutch Bros Coffee is fantastic in my opinion. And it makes sense for us because I only wanted to ever partner with a brand that, I don't know, align their values with what we are into. And they're like a young, moving, creative coffee company and we're Black Window Cream. So, you know, they hit us up and they're like, yo, we want to sponsor the podcast, blah, 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 blah. But what we really want to do is find a way to provide more value to your listeners and your community. And what we really want back is to find some fire creators that we could build working relationships with. I'm like, tight, let's do it. So they said, we're going to give you $1,000 to do a contest. We're literally going to do a contest where we send an absurd amount. Of, like, I think they're going to send 150. There's 150 spots. So if you're listening to this, if you want to do this contest, you only there's only 150 people that can compete um, because they're going to send you. I'm going to set it on the table real quick. They're going to send you this beautiful looking coffee bag Dutch Bros coffee private reserve okay and you're also gonna send you this mug which I'm jealous at because it's the tall mug and we really want to make one like this but this is pretty fly so they're gonna send you both of these items okay it's like a $30 value to 150 people do the math I don't know what that is but they're, they're spending money on that and then what their goal is is that with this contest they will find one lucky winner that they can a pay a thousand dollars to cash or check or however they do that and then also offer an ongoing contract for them to continue working with you as a creator for their company so they can keep hiring you to do dope shit forever um so this is how the contest works i'm really fucking pumped about this i think this is crazy so first sign up you're gonna sign up at bwnc.dutchbros.com okay read the terms and the rules for the contest it explains everything in detail but i'll kind of brief over it right now dutch bros is going to send you two products to use in your creative content The concept is to create the most epic morning coffee session ever, okay? You have to find a creative way to do that. Photographers and videographers. This is for both creative fields or whatever. Photographers, you guys will submit 6 to 12 photos. It can be a collage or sequential storytelling, however you do it. 6 to 12 photos. Videographers are allowed to send one 30 to 60 second video. 
So that's kind of the gist of it. You'll be judged on merchandising of Dutch Bros product, like this product right here, um, the quality of the content, creative and originality, and the relevance to the contest theme, which is to create the most epic morning coffee session. So that's it. That's the contest. Ben, why are you so dope at giving us simple contests that we can compete in? And I feel very confident that I'm going to win this thousand dollars. I don't know, guys, but I'm I'm just trying to make a dope fucking thing happen here. So black window cream is that, and I'm pumped about it. Anyway, contest entries will need to be submitted by July seventh, two thousand nineteen. Um, you'll submit your contests, content, whatever you call it. You'll submit your entry uh, to an email address. It's bwnc at dutchbros.com by July third. Okay. So everything is on the website. Just go to bwnc.dutchbros.com. Everything will be there. Just follow the rules. Make sure you do it by July 3rd. Uh, you want to sign up so that you become one of the first 150. And uh, that, that's it, basically. Get a chance to get $1,000 cash and an ongoing contract for creative work with Dutch Bros Coffee. Damn, I'm pumped about this shit. And it's Dave's podcast. It's a great day. It's a great day. $1,000. Giving away money is dope. Especially when it's not mine. All right, uh, that's it. I feel like we should get to this podcast. It's pretty fucking great. Um, we're pumped that this is our first quote-unquote ad. Uh, I've never done that ever on the podcast, so it feels cool. Um, if you're new, Black Window Cream's for you. We're for creators of all kinds. The community is thriving. Over 5,000, 5,200 maybe members in the private Facebook group. Uh, 60 members in our Patreon group. Shit is booming, people. It is motherfucking booming. So make sure to sign up uh, everywhere, bwnc.com slash join. And uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash black with no cream. All right, cool. That's good enough for now. I'm excited to see everyone enter this contest. This is the early bird announcement. So make sure to sign up, bwnc.dutchbros.com. 150 people, that's it. So uh, yeah, let's uh, get to it. This is the best motherfucking intro I've ever created in my entire life. And I'm going to play that shit for you right motherfucking now. Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you'd say that. And we are back with another Black with no cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, aka Ben Real First World. And today is a podcast episode that's been coming for a long time. Actually, I think we said we we're going to do this a long time ago and never did. David Malave. <sighs> Which sounds like every the beginning of every morning roast episode we ever do yeah i know um but today is an interview and not a morning roast it's an interview finally how you doing good it's kind of it's kind of funny just like being on this side versus the other the side, other side. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i know um real quick though i think it'd be funny we always do that intro i think it'd be funny one time if uh if you just like you you told them like oh we're gonna do it for 20 seconds it's like we do it for funny and then you just like sit there and for like as long as possible to see what the actual intro yeah the intro that we just did like to do that to an upcoming yeah guest? to see like just, just sit long? there for like two minutes see how long they just like you know what how I mean? long they'll do it for. just like be like yo when is this gonna yeah end? it's like nardwar shit yeah. like nardwar and then you just <laughs> um so dave dave and i became friends almost two years ago over two years ago 
Um, two years ago. Like, yeah, well, I guess we're, we're going to approach in two years, year and a half probably. Probably two, yeah, two years. Um, because Dave became my intern for the Black and Cream podcast. That's how we met. And the rest of the story is very crazy. So tune in right after this fucking ad. <laughs> Let me get a check real quick. <laughs> no, we don't have ads yet. Um, but yeah, so the story is insane. And basically, long story short, you lived in Texas, then shot for Beyonce. All right, that's it. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Right, we're going to go home. We're just going to go home. Yeah, yeah. Like and subscribe. Um, nah, so anyway, I, I think we've told our story several times, like in we bits have. and pizza pieces throughout like the journey of this podcast. Um, but I want to dive into it in length or whatever to talk about how you got to here right now. But you were my intern. Then you were my assistant for Coachella, which then turned into you being my second shooter for all of the OTR2 tour which if you don't know what that means, on the run two tour, <laughs> that's what that means. <laughs> that's what that means. <laughs> uh, for Beyonce and Jay-Z, which is fucking crazy coming from Texas. Right. Um, how, how'd you do it? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> Got lucky as hell. <laughs> but where are you born? I mean, literally jump from the beginning. Cause what I think is cool is Dave wasn't going to school to be a creator per right. se, which is, wild like you went to school to be a fucking accountant or some shit well yeah let's just jump into it we'll start from the beginning i am right now but before you do what was it that you uh, i did econo- i studied economics majored in economics and um minored in accounting and finance so Dave's, Dave's i also like, went almost went to school for film so we'll get into that just like a whole double epiphany of life but but that's what i'm saying dave's dave's for real smart okay there's a difference between like me and dave <laughs> dave's for real smart <laughs> no i mean all right go back to it i know you used to make videos but like when did you first start making videos um because i like that you said you started with a gopro right yeah definitely gopro was definitely the start actually the start was not even gopro it was way before that um I don't know if you want me to start there, start yep. at the beginning. Nope, start there. I mean, when did you start getting interested in this shit versus counting? Um, well, I def- I, counting was never even a thought. I mean, the very first time I got creative, like the first time I fell in love with video um, was I got a MacBook when I was like going into high school, I think, right. or like eighth grade or something. Right. And i found out about imovie and opened up imovie and was just obsessed with like i was already obsessed with tech my like all throughout childhood like i was always obsessed with phones like i was literally i would always research phones or like i was always a mac nerd you're a mac nerd hell yeah back in the day i would just like watch steve jobs keynotes yeah just like learn about what the features were and you know and stuff so i was always obsessed with tech and the mac was like my first when i got it i was so pumped i knew everything about it i researched everything about it and imovie was a part of it and basically i found out about the reverse feature what's that like the fact that you could reverse a clip oh in iMovie dude we, we gotta start way before this because this is when we get into like so we then can. me and my homies me and my homies started this thing called YT Inc YT Inc is the funniest shit I've ever yeah. seen on YouTube yo and uh <laughs> is it public nah I remember I spent all that we spent a whole day oh, I tried yeah. to find the password he couldn't get into it um but basically I became obsessed with the reverse effect and then me and my homies were always creative like doing dumb shit so then we we decided we wanted to make a full video a compilation of reverse but this is before you had the had the macbook no this was like i got the macbook and then i became obsessed we became obsessed right, with right, this right, as right. a friend group yeah um the reverse feature yeah so we just made a whole compilation reverse and then we were like we would like share it on facebook and and then that was the first time where I, where people would come up to us and be like man that video was awesome and like i was just that whole experience the first time 
it's so funny because it's so insignificant but like that's when i realized like man i really love like i was obsessed with the idea of like people liking you not just that but like the idea of like being like having an idea and like the process of it and then putting it out and then being able to share it and then people yeah. saying it was dope and then like being like what else can i do right and then we started doing like stop motion this was only like seventh eighth grade doing like stop motion which we had in common uh Dude, like doing really stop funny. motion fo- i was i was like following this um these guys on you i was super into youtube so right. i was following these guys like Rhett and link who they had this Rhett and link okay uh they still do shit um they had this insane stop motion video and i was like incredibly inspired by it so then we i tried to do stop motion like really cr- crappy with my uh with the, my like the webcam on the computer <laughs> yeah, hell yeah <laughs> and we just did all these like little skits and stuff yeah um so that was like my first intro entry to it but i think uh my whole life set me up to like be able to do this um because like my whole family was um my whole family is like full of creatives right uh, like my i have cousins who are professional dancers um my mom and her our mom and her sisters and her mom they all sang they were amazing singers played all instruments piano flute all this different stuff so if music was always from day one right. like a part of it um artistry was a part of it um so like i always grew up just being obsessed like just being obsessed with like different crafts and stuff like my mom would always uh my mom was funny she would like literally put me in everything like when i was a kid i was i was like i was in like baseball soccer swimming gymnastics like in choir like singing playing drums same season like all the time like my mom was just like you need to be in this you need to be in this she was obsessed with like putting me in things and it was funny because i would like be mad at it sometimes always going but it's funny how like all those experiences like lead up to you being able to do a bunch of things right um i danced uh did a bunch of stuff and like all throughout that time i was just learning about like um the idea of being creative in all these different aspects and like you know even sports are creative i think different crafts like being singing doing some singing doing some dancing doing some uh art doing some whatever like all those things are like grew me up in a way where it's like i didn't ever believe in uh like my parents never told me like oh you have to be this like a traditional yeah. route of like my success. parents my parents are doctors so let's just jump back so my parents are you don't have to keep saying that you jump back my bro. parents are from puerto rico right they started off in puerto rico um that's an island caribbean and um never been yeah you should go i want to and um they went to school to be doctors uh my mom was a dentist my dad became a surgeon and they met in dental school and so they left the island to like you know pursue a better life they enlisted in the army they moved to panama and like like i was born in panama city in panama a year after that right on an army base and so i was moving around my whole life and um so like for them but it, i think what's important about them is they never like told me like you had to do something they were like doctors so they were always about grades hmm. they were about school so my entire life all i ever cared about was school like in terms of like the idea that okay if i get good grades if i'm smart and i have good grades everything's gonna work out because right. that's how it works with doctors and lawyers and and things like that you know what i mean yeah in medical in college you get good grades in pre-med that means you're going to get accepted into medical school right most likely you get into good medical school you get good grades in good medical school you'll get placed in a good residency hmm. get a good residency you'll get a good job it's right. just like a path right? right so it's like that's all i cared about but they never told me like you have to be this so the whole my whole life i was just like enamored with the idea of doing a bunch of different things but as long as i got my grades it would be fine so then getting into 
high to middle school and high school when you would get back to where the videos um i became obsessed with that but then like i was always into sports so sports kind of took me away from the creative for a little bit but even then like me and the homies were still like everyone does we were making like they they made songs that we were producing on garage band or like we were making videos or we were just like doing whatever but i think the whole time um my like my mom was like grooming me the whole time i feel like because she's like obsessed with the idea of capturing things so she's like captures everything literally right. takes photos of everything if you didn't take a photo it didn't happen did she sure. buy a fucking iphone or a gimbal no, she has all the ga- she's I, I made a joke she's always sending me like like camera gadgets yeah like you, you know those, get this it's like those sponsored ads that pop up in your instagram and it's like a slider that's can fit in your pocket and yeah. you can put your phone on it and get the illest shot and he's like he'll have just a, his, his dms or just his mom sending him all these yeah she's a shit bro ads. she's always like you should get this like yeah. you know what i mean like she probably sent me this right like this would be amazing you yeah know what i mean but she was obsessed with capturing things so like she early on when she was she was into photography and i would be like her model she would like pose me and she was working on her portraiture and stuff so like Mm. i was even from an early age i was i was uh being exposed to like composition and like the way things are framed and like lenses and cameras and colors and stuff and then just her being obsessed with capturing she always had cameras she was always taking photos so like literally from six to seven years old she's teaching me like no you have to position like this because you have to you can't cut their heads off or you have to move them in because someone's being cut off or you need to have their feet in right. or like the camera needs to be just in this way even with iPhones and it was like constant like she was she's very particular and so my I've always thought about this recently like that literally my entire life of always being she's always like coaching me on that like but not not even because I'm gonna become a photographer it was never a thought it was just like those little things like the way that I understand symmetry and colors and composition and the way the balance of photos comes is literally second nature because that's how like I didn't learn ever study that like when you make fun of me for like being really anal about how things are positioned or, or like the way things look that's a simply like my eye I, un, I it, until it feels comfortable to me when I look at it I'm still tweaking it and that right, becomes right. from like a whole my whole life of like understanding that so I yeah. feel like that definitely led to me this being some so easy for me to pick up especially as we'll get into like I dropped it twice pretty much right until I decided I wanted to do it again yeah um so, but that helped me get into this video stuff really quick, quick, quickly, aside from also being obsessed with YouTube, because then I go into high school, I'm playing football, running track, play basketball in middle school, just basically only sports in Texas that I was obsessed. Like, you just get into sports, so the creative almost, like, falls to the wayside. You don't really think about it. Right, um, right. So, I was making videos in middle school, but I knew I, I became obsessed with it then at a very basic level. And then when I got into um, senior year, football ended. Football is like all there is in Texas. Like that's just like Friday Night Lights. Yeah, it's it's just I was obsessed. We were all obsessed with it. It's all you thought about all year, and you went to you played track because you had to or whatever. Right. Um, you ran track. Um, senior year football ends, and um, that's when you realize like oh shit I have a ton of free time. Second semester of high school we had this thing called a uh, early release where like you could get off at noon. So like I had it set up so I could get off school at noon and drive home. I had nothing to do. So I just got really into like working out, which is funny because you get more into working out after no one's telling you to work out anymore. Right. No shit. Like after football coaches aren't telling you to work out after that, you're like, oh, I like working out. Right. No one's telling you to do shit. Yeah, yeah, so I was yeah. getting into like all this. That's when I first started getting really into working out for real. Yeah. But then like I became enamored with this idea of like the videos or whatever. How? Why, why would that come back? I don't know. I actually can't remember how it come back, but like I was getting really inspired. You know me. I'm like, I like getting really inspired uh, 
about yeah, random like a, shit that I was reading in senior year. That so was like, like a four year gap of not five years. When did you stop? Uh, Before high school, videos, man. But I was we were kind of like making stuff all throughout that time. But, but like the funny thing is, it's like during shit. high school, I wasn't. It wasn't until the second semester of senior year where all of a sudden I had the epiphany that I wanted to do film. Right. Right. So like I said earlier, my whole life I was about grades. So by the time I come senior year of, of college, I was ranked 13th in my class out of like 600 people. Like they would rank you in terms of grades. Jesus and it was Christ. funny because all my homies who all played sports, we all like competed with grades, which was actually honestly crazy. I'm so grateful for the friends because we were like homies, but we would literally compete on who had the best grades on tests and right. stuff. We would have group texts like, everyone was getting 98, 100. We would like study our asses off and that all of us are ranked well. So in Texas, if you're ranked in the top 5%, or it used to be eight, but then they keep dropping it. I don't think it's even like that anymore. But if you're in the top 5%, you get automatically accepted to any university in Texas. Wow. And UT, so like at that point, I had already applied to UT the first semester and I got in automatically, but you still had to pick your major. And that was a huge deal because UT is like an awesome university. It's really hard to get into, acceptance rate's really low. But like the automatic acceptance was like, boom, you're going. And my whole life, it was never a question. College wasn't a question, ever. Like, you're going to college. Yeah, of course. Like, ever. Like, there's no, there was, there's no way I've ever, th- college was just a certainty from all of my whole life. Yeah. It's like, you're going. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do? And I'd never thought of it. So I chose, I like computers, like I said earlier. I was obsessed with computers and I, really was into like we're also into Disney so I was really into Pixar and so I was like man maybe I could do like animation or something Hmm. you know what I mean like animation or something with computers that involves like I know I like computers I know I like technology like I just want to use it right Um, so then there's computer engineering which is like turns out to be like one of the hardest majors ever at UT it's insane how hard it is but I got into that and then I went to like February of second semester I went to the college and visited this computer engineering uh, school and it was like the grungiest like hellhole looking place it's not at UT that's at UT but like I'm talking about just like when you walk in you realize oh this is what it is it's like electrical engineering we're talking like computer engineering isn't like cool you get to use computers it's like literally yeah the like the way electricity works and like I can't even explain my homie majored in it but it's incredibly how hard how incredible hard it is and i was looking on the walls and it's like way different than i thought it's like no this is like this looks terrible (laughs) and like oh fuck yeah and like and i walked in there and i was like yo like i had a whole like i walked home that day i was like mad um like let down i was like damn like i don't think i i could feel it when i walked in that the building that i didn't want to do what what that was damn but it's like but it's like i'm already accepted to the school you know what i mean so it's like what am i gonna choose and then I had this, and then so then I was get, went back to the drawing board and I had this whole epiphany. So let me back up a little bit. So then th- throughout s- second semester, I get back into the video things, like I said. So I started, um, that was like, at the end of the semester, I was like, man, I really want to make videos. I'm going to start a YouTube channel again, but by myself. And I told my homie Vince, we're like, yo, we should make a YouTube channel together. He wanted to do the same thing, but then he moved, so it was just me. So I was making YouTube videos for myself and my homie Gabe, who was also trying to do the same thing. And started making these sketches. I was making these like uh, these like satire comedy sketches where like you know I could use show some of my editing skills, but also like 
say something about high school life or whatever. And right. I had my own channel. I was putting them out, and then I was like promoting on Facebook, like you know, and people all started realizing like, oh, he makes videos, you know. What I mean? But like, I became really obsessed with that, and that's the time of the year where I was like watching YouTube videos religiously. Right. So like that time was when I really learned all the basics of what I was able to like pick up again after college later. Mm. So like I was watching Film Riot and whatever it was. Shout out. Like Andrew Film Kramer on a virtual co-pilot. Mm. And there was a guy named Freddie Dew who did all these like, you remember Freddie Dew? No. He was this guy and he, he was kind of like uh, uh, Graham, what's his name? Graham. Oh. Uh, uh, Super Tramp. Super Tramp. Kind of the same thing. They were both popping off at the same time. He was doing more like video game, 3D, uh, VFX type stuff. And I was following all them and I was just literally obsessed. I was watching YouTube all day, every day. Like since I got off at noon, I was just researching, learning, learning, learning everything right. about everything. And I became super, super, super obsessed with it. Um, and so then when I went to the college and came back, I had this epiphany. I watched Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. Hell yeah. He has that quote on the, on the rooftop where he's like, don't ever let someone tell you you can't do something. You know what I mean? If you want to go get it, whatever. And at that point I was like, something about that was like, okay switched it all up like flipped it on his head and went to my parents and said yo i researched film programs and turns out ut the one i already got accepted to was like top 15 top 10 or something in programs they have a program called radio television film and matthew mcconaughey went there some other people damn and so and they got like they got you know state-of-the-art uh studios and all this stuff and i'm like oh so i'm like man this is sick i'm already in, like maybe i could switch over and i go to my parents who are doctors who, you know, look at me as like the golden child of grades who's gonna, you know, do this and that, or whatever. And I'm like, I wanna do, I think I wanna do film. Told them all about it. And they were like, I remember seeing their faces and they were like, really like. No. Not, not as, they, like I told you, they never were not supportive, but right. they, I, me- I remember them looking at me like, are you sure? You know what I mean? And I like told them and and they were just kind of like, you know, because to them it's like, you know, they're about to pay for me to go to, univer- to University of Texas, like supposed to be the best university in in the state, the best, one of the best in the country. And you were about to be an electrical Yeah, and I'm about to do this, and we know what that's going to bring, yeah. and then I want to do this. Out of the blue, which they probably saw coming because of all the interest I had. Right. Uh, but they were like, okay, you know, they, they believed in me or whatever, so I switched over and I got accepted to that program, which is also kind of hard to get into. That's but, dope. Uh, and so then I went into the first year of college going into, f- to be film. Uh, and... Um, I think at the beginning, I joined a fraternity when I went to college, uh, cause at UT it's like Greek life is huge. So it's kind of like the, the infrastructure of the, of the university in terms of social life at least. Right. So it's like very, you know, all homies and all the homies were rushing. So we were rushing. We were all into it. The fuck uh, does that mean? Rushing is like when you get to go to the parties and like see which one you want to join or whatever. And oh, like they, they like, and then if they like you, they offer you a bid and you get to join. Jesus but it's like the Christ. point where you're kind of like testing out and you get to go to all these parties in the summer and it's. As a high schooler, you're like, this is the life is fucking crazy, you know? You think it's so cool? Yeah, for you, but maybe not for that goon that didn't get fucking picked yeah. and <laughs> wants to die. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's a whole different life. But it's funny because I think that definitely has a part in the story because it had an effect on me. I was in the film classes, but I was in, in rushing with fraternity, pledging with my, you know, the, who are my homies now. And all of them are business majors, economics majors. They're, they're, they're engineers. Like, they all go into college for that shit. Yeah. They're like, they're, everyone has something. And so I was the only one who was doing film, the only one. So right. it was like when I, and so when they would ask me what you're doing, it would be like RTF, I'd be like, they'd be like, oh, you know what I mean? Or like, they're gonna be finance majors or whatever. 
And then I was going to these classes and the, the introductory classes, of course, of film are like kind of like, you know, theory based intro to, intro to media or like or like you're you know some of the essay writing classes where you're like studying films and the, and the, the techniques they use and all this stuff and I was in an acting class because they you know I was a part of a group and some other stuff and I was enjoying it at them this is dope like that I get to study this but it wasn't challenging me mentally in terms of like my whole life I'm reading to, I'm like I want to be challenged I'm trying to the challenge is learning calculus it's learning this that I don't know and, and conquering it and getting right. grades like I was obsessed I was honestly like enjoyed that part of it hmm. that plus kind of being in this pressure of like being in the fraternity and being like kind of almost like caving to like the what do you call it the um, social norms yeah the social norms of like what is what are you supposed to be studying or whatever right but regardless I go through the whole semester and like I'm killing it like I write I get a there was this paper I wrote on inception versus memento and like tying the uh tying like the thematic implications of like christopher nolan in both movies and he kind of like carries kind of some of the same like messages under his his like film techniques that he uses and i wrote a paper and that got nominated for an award for like yeah for like the the program of of you know literary of course it did you're right you write like a motherfucker but like i remember at that point my teacher was like you this is really good like this is one of the best i've ever seen like you should uh you should like submit this to this competition at that point I like didn't care so I just like d- I had spent like so much time writing that you didn't care about submitting it submitting it for the else I was like oh I got the A cool but like <laughs> at that point I already was already thinking like man maybe I don't want to do this maybe I want to switch so then I I switch I decided that everything I explained about what I was thinking I decided okay I'm going to switch I'm going to go into business school because UT business school is one of the best uh, in the country for sure Right And I had no idea What I wanted to do in business Like I literally Didn't even know What business was Not necessarily That I didn't know What business was But like My parents come from Puerto Rico so the, And I'm the oldest So I don't know about I barely even knew How to apply to a college My parents didn't have no, no idea what it was To like apply to a college I'm right. learning everything firsthand. Right In terms of like I didn't even know The types of majors You could get in business But I just heard For some reason Business was like Oh I could do business Right and everyone says that, so it's like. But I wait, decided, wait! I'm you just switched. You just chose to switch. That I started. I went to my advisor. Basically, I made the decision that I'm going to do it, and then I had to go to my advisor and basically set up myself up so I can make it into the business school because you had to do an internal transfer, which and you could only do it after the end of the year. But why so, did? But what? Just because you weren't being challenged enough in film? I felt like I lost the the motive. Yeah, like, and I think honestly, this was cool too. Like when I was in the classes at the beginning like they would ask you like what do you want to be and all this and stuff and at that point the social media shit hadn't kicked off and mm-hmm. I knew I liked video but I didn't I knew I never really had the passion passion for like movie movies you know what I mean right. like people are like I want to be a screenwriter I filmmaking be, like yeah, true filmmaking true true filmmaking what you go to school for yeah. and I, I knew I loved video but I was already obsessed with like the way that YouTube worked like I knew that I liked that part of it where it was like you and you like created your own thing and yeah. you were like moving on your own and your own creativity and stuff. And so it was very structured the way that they were like going about it. And I think that plus not being challenged plus wanting to take advantage of the edu- the opportunity that I had to go to this university to like. Dude, that's so interesting that for me in college, YouTube university wasn't a thing. Like it, you only, if you were interested in filming shit, you only took f- like a film course. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't 
there was no other way. There yeah. was, even if I, there was no inspiration on YouTube as far as like, there was like film, I remember Film Riot was like, I would sit there and watch and be like, do we have to do videos like this? Like, this is so cool. Like they teach this shit. They went to film school at Full Sail and now they fucking right. do this shit. I remember looking up Full Sail. Oh man. And, and I, I was, was like, to send it. I was going to send it too. I was like, yo, this place looks dope. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but still, I'm not going to go to, what is that, Florida? Florida you know and I mean? it's $100,000. Yeah. And the people that I, that I knew that went, they were always like, ah, oh, it's, it's cool, but it's not like, you know, you yeah, need to yeah. play with cameras I, I, until the I got, second year. I got that same vibe too, but Film Riot made me want to go to Full sale. Film Riot did make me want to yeah, go. But you fine. know what? They probably learned a little bit in school, but then they just sat there and studied their ass off and then found innovative ways to explain it on the internet. Yeah, and they kill it, bro. But like, I didn't... It's funny hearing the way you're... Like, the theory of now versus fucking whenever I was in college. Yeah. It's like the difference has changed so much in just a few years that it's like, damn... You went and you're like, man, filmmaking, like, this isn't really fucking that tight. I want to do this shit. <laughs> and, and, but this shit only came because all the tight shit from filmmaking. Yeah. And then people found new ways to use these cameras and fucking do all the shit. And I think, I think that's, that's part dope. of it. That's part of it. It's just a feeling. It was just a feeling, though. Like, it was not a fully formed idea that I had where I was like, oh, I want to do this and, and this is not it. It was also like, um, I didn't give it enough time, obviously. So part of it, yeah, most of it was the idea of like, oh, I need to study something else. Yeah, but like, right now, even knowing you and you've been in around it for a little bit, not around like true filmmaking as far as feature films yeah, and yeah. shit, but like you're in this world, still nothing screams to me that you want to be fucking directing spending movies. months writing a film that might never yeah, get yeah. made and then fundraising and directing a film. Like you're very much a social aspect creator. Yeah, and music. Yeah, music. music. Yeah, I think so, music. Music's my main driver in life. So right. yeah, it's, I, and I think I still held that sentiment. Right. But it's cool because after college, I, I when we get to like, I figured out like, yo, this is actually a wave. The wave that I that I was like almost on in high school really came popping right after I graduated college. So it was like the prime time for me to be like, yo, I can really do it the, this way. But do you think that had anything to do with the business side of shit? Did you learn yes. shit? Yes. So that we'll get into that. So basically, I switched in. I decided I wanted to set myself up to go to the business school. Right. And so I had to like get out of the RTF classes and set myself up second semester of freshman year to um, take the prereq classes to get into business school. Mm. I already got a 4.0 the first semester. So I had to get a 4.0 taking like intermediate or inter- introductory economics and like some of this other stuff. Uh, so I go the whole year uh, with a 4.0, like getting just crushing. Because I'm back on my, sh- I honestly felt. At that point, I felt like I was back in my purpose. Like, I'm yeah. here to college to learn this shit. Like, oh, let's go. And I felt like, okay, I'm reading the textbooks. Like, and that was my pocket. And so I felt like, okay, I'm really going to do this. But it's funny because as I continue on, the whole time I had no idea what I wanted to do. I just like that someone put I a just, task and you could fuck yes, complete it. Yes, I, I just, like I told you, I was raised with the idea of yeah, grades. So right. my whole concept, the all of college was, if I have a fire ass GPA, I'm getting a job because I'm smart and I know I can do shit, right? Mm. But it's not, that's not how it works at all. Right. But, and, and honestly, like if I, it's funny because my sister's younger than me and now since I've went through it, I can turn around and be like, yo, it's more than that. Like you gotta get your grades, but you also have to be doing X, Y, Z. Right. And that I didn't know. Yeah. Anyway, so I go the whole semester 4.0. At the very end of the semester, my last class, I take the final, pass it. I get a, I get a four, I get basically a hundred on it. And with that GPA, I was gonna get, gonna be no breeze to get into business school and my whole plan was like okay i'm in business school i'm gonna get a finance degree it's gonna work out right whatever that was the whole plan and then the last day of the second semester freshman year we get this like we get this email from this government class and basically says that we failed the class 
like me and like the some of my friends what? failed the class because there were these like bullshit m- uh, morning quizzes that we would take weekly that like this was the first year they were doing this like online like you took an online class but it was at the university so like you had to be on your computer at a certain time and like there was a like, satellite professors right, right. like live streaming in yeah. the quizzes and stuff in this whole year we were taking these quizzes and the whole time we thought that it was just like oh you know we're taking these quizzes like they're just like one of things they're like worth five percent of grade whatever right they didn't tell us anything the whole time at the end they find out that okay you're all failing because we found that you know and we weren't the only ones it was like five or six of us there was like a whole group of people like it was honestly absurd all these people failed because there was like correlation of answers they were like tracking correlations of answers between like people so then they were like, okay, your, your answers are too close that so you guys were cheating. You failed the whole class. 5% of the grade failed the whole class. And that was like literally the most devastating shit ever. Cause not only- You couldn't fight that? We fought it and, and like- I mean, honestly, were you cheating? Did you guys cheat off each other? Honestly, the funny thing is, is that I did, wasn't actively cheating, but it was like, there were people, we would just get in the same room. We'd right. get in the same room and take it. And none of us had the intention of being like not studying. Cause I still studied obviously, cause I got- A's on all the tests and all the essays and everything. Shit, that should matter. But it was like, if a homie comes over and he's like, yo, what'd you get for this? Or like, they're looking over. So yeah, of course. Right. But, but the funny thing quiz. is, the funny thing is, is like, we never thought, there's so many classes in college where you just, you just like, there are quizzes that just don't mean shit and people are like, oh, what'd you get? Whatever, cool. Plastic Almost in. And all then, of them. And then, so basically, that happened. We fought it. It was a whole fucking ordeal. It fucked me because that tanked my GPA, that tanked my GPA for that semester. I didn't, did not allow me to get in the business school. You can, only, you can only apply for the business school every year. Like, so you would have to wait a whole another year. Damn. By that time you'd be a whole year behind and it's whole, all fucked. Yeah, so I remember- Dog, like, this This is why school is fucked yeah. up because you could quit tomorrow and start a sock business and be a multimillionaire Facts. because you fucking- And I never thought of that way though before, it really. No I one mean, does because we're kids. Yeah. We're well, like, what's, kids. what's funny is that class completely overhauled this entire pro- procedure after that semester. And after that, they monitored some of these like correlations and they would periodically tell you like, hey, you know, if, if there's something like ticked one of their like, their like counters, they'd be like, hey, you know, we, this is what we noticed, like, you know, modify your behavior, like just make sure you're not doing blah, 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 or else this will happen. And they like told, they, they did a whole seminar at the beginning, they, they monitored it throughout the whole course or whatever. And That's so like, like, we basically got fucked. And the funny thing is, is that the people who I was with, they were all smart as shit and they're all working like amazing jobs now. But that, at that point, we, it was like the end of the world. But anyways, at that point, that took me off the business course. I went into economics, and the whole idea was like, okay, I'm gonna do economics because I like, honestly like this stuff. I obviously did well on it, and this will be a path towards business again. So I take economics, I go through economics, do all of, I like petitioned to take minors in business courses, so I am able to take the, the same courses at, as the business classes, business students, minoring in finance and accounting, and I was just like going hammer. I was like, that was my motivation to like, I took every single course that everyone else took, got better grades, whatever. Got I was gonna get two minors, economics, but the whole time, I had no idea what I wanted to do at all. So like in the summers, people would be applying for internships and I just didn't. <laughs> Cause I just like didn't know what I wanted to do and also just didn't understand the concept. Like the whole time I was, I hated the concept of like building a resume up and like embellishing it and then sending it to a company and just hoping that they give a fuck about a paper to like interview and the idea of like you need experience to like get experience and you don't have any so how are you supposed to get any no shit and like i didn't want to be i didn't want to work do this and that so i just didn't so in the summers i would just like try to travel and like try to like go on road trips or like we would always go to puerto rico and like 
I was just, I don't know. The whole time I didn't know what I wanted to do. So when did you pick up the camera again? Not till I graduated after. So I, I go through the whole thing. Finish that. Finish all, all. And you became like, like you, you were like targeting working for airlines. So after I graduate, you know, excelling grades, all this stuff, still senior year comes to the point where everyone's starting to get jobs and I haven't. I'm just like, something internally is like, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I, and I knew that it wasn't something like everyone else was doing. Like I didn't want to work at a bank or whatever. I didn't want to work at an accounting firm, but I'm studying what makes you go there. Yeah, know? right. So comes to the end, I'm just like in this weird place. Cause it's like, you realize at that moment that like, uh, you know what I'm saying? The great, you're like, it doesn't matter what your GPA is. It doesn't matter what your major is either. Like at all mm-hmm. to get a job. Like you, I wasn't taking the steps during college to get, to set myself up to get a job after. And none of that matters. It's like, what can you go get? So it's like, I was sitting there trying to figure it out. My cousin worked for Southwest. I hit him up or he hit, I, I hit him up basically. Like I was looking for stuff and I was interested in Southwest honestly, because it was like, to me, they looked like a, they were like a fresh, really successful company that started, you know, small. They're in Texas. Southwest um, is based out of Texas. Oh, I didn't know that. Dallas. Uh, and you know, he was working there. He came up pretty well on in the company so he set up a whole thing meeting and like whatever i went there and like researched for like fucking a month or like not a month like two weeks two weeks like literally writing out like i pretty much knew the entire process of what i was going into so then when i went there i was able to like speak the language and stuff right i got to like sit next to someone and like she was teaching me her process and i was like okay i could do this and i was enamored with the idea um because i was like cool this is what i want to do it involves travel i fucking love travel right Plus, you get flight benefits. So I was like, boom, if I get this job, my whole idea was like, I, I still wanted to trap. My obsession was seeing, seeing the, world. the world. Yeah. So it was like, that. this is my way to do that and live do a job that is, you know, indicative of what I studied or what I learned or whatever. Right. Never heard, like, applied for that multiple times, got the contact of the person, was like, that just kept hitting a dead end, like it never went anywhere. And then I was, so I was applying, I was like, maybe I'm going to go to, I'm going to move to L.A., so I was like, I'm going to start applying for jobs in LA. I apply for this job. I'm applying to multiple jobs and I applied to this one job. It was like a, at that point I was like, maybe I'll do experiential marketing or some, some or like something that has to do with like, I'll be in LA. So it'll be something creative. I want to evolve in, in a smaller company where I can like make a difference. I was like very obsessed with like, I, if I could go that path where I was like, I can make an impact and like do something maybe like lower level, but have more roles and like be more involved in like the process. I applied for this job, got an interview, and I was like, at that moment, I was thought like, man, this is actually happening. So it was just such a fucking funny story thinking back on it, because I was just so desperate at that point to just be like, oh, I'm gonna go to LA or whatever, like I'm gonna take this, whatever, I'll figure it out. I get the interview, and then I go on this, and then for some reason, it, I it, I think of like going on this website to you like see what interview what interview questions they ask or something. You know what I mean? To prepare. Yeah. And then like, there was these reviews on this. I think it was Glassdoor. There's reviews like, yo, this company's like mad, like sketchy or like they're like unprofessional or whatever, whatever, whatever. And it totally like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like backed off. We had the, I had the flight booked and everything. And I just like, damn, I just emailed them and I was like, sorry, I'm, I'm, I've changed my mind. I'm not gonna do this. And after that, I was literally like, fuck this. 
I'm, I was like, fuck this. And so it's funny because I didn't really try that hard. But then at that point, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I didn't try really hard, but it was funny because at that point, I was like, okay, cool. I slowly throughout the summer, it was summer, right? And I was after and everyone was traveling and I just started getting back into like, I picked up my T to T4I that I had from high school and I started getting back to YouTube videos and I was starting to take more, I was taking photos and I was like, we, you know, I did a couple, uh, you know, trips after graduating and I was like starting really getting into like that and really just dove right into like, then I started getting into diving into tutorials again and like everything started flowing for me. And, um, I started getting more and more in the dinner. I think I remember the point where it was like, I watched a Nigel, Nigel Sylvester video. He dropped a go a video, a go video. Paris or uh, Dubai? Yeah. No. I think it was Dubai at that point. I can't remember. Was but Dubai the good one? Dubai is fire. Dubai is the best one. Yeah, Dubai is sick. Uh, and I was just like, I remember I had GoPro footage from all my trips all throughout college that I never did anything with. And I was like, okay, well, I was watching tutorials, like I, I was getting super obsessed and that feeling of feel, that feeling of like getting that feeling back of being obsessed with something was like intoxicating for me because I wasn't feeling that at all from yeah, like chasing anything that I was studying. And I forgot how that felt like where I was like consuming my brain at all times. So right. I was like, I took all the videos from my old GoPro footage and like sat down and I was like, okay, I got my computer back out. Like op- I had Final Cut X from back in the day. Yep. Like that hadn't opened yet. Downloaded, I downloaded Premiere and I was like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and try to make, I was learning, you know, the, the uh, transitions were trendy back then. So I was like already diving in like, oh, these are tight. Like I was getting into the, the scene again. Yeah. In terms of like what was popping or whatever. Right. I was like, okay, I'm gonna make this edit, see how I can do. And like that, I spent like the next four days like editing. And when I finished that video, it's trash. But when <laughs> I finished that video, I was so inspired. I was like, I was like, yo, I've literally loved to do this. Right. Like I I never felt more purpose in like editing that video that had nothing to do with anything than I had felt with anything in terms of jobs towards the end of college. Did you put it out? I put it on Instagram. No one gave a fuck, but I put it out. I was like super inspired. Right. So at that point I was like starting to gear up. Um, so I was starting to listen to, I was listening to Gary Vee in the summer and then Gary, Gary Vee was like really critical, critical in that point. Cause he, he was, preaching this whole idea of like yo video right now is like the wave you know what i mean like this is the time this is the time and i kept starting getting obsessed with the idea like yo video is like more than just creative like it's more than just doing this like i i studied business i'm smart like like businesses need video like it doesn't matter what it is these businesses need video doesn't any industry any market whatever like video is going to be critical at, at all stages so i started becoming obsessed with the idea like yo i could actually do this and use what i've learned and like figure this out so I was listening to that and I love how it's just Gary Vee stating the obvious. Yeah. Like, yeah but <laughs> That's all it is. I was listening to it and at that point I was but basically what it was was like at that point I realized like, okay, like I found out again I like video. Right. But there's also an oppor- I was there's an opportunity here. Like there is. And it, people who are joining now are just a little, little late. But like two years ago, even before that, like people were popping off and people were finding careers and making legitimate money ways that you didn't think before like with these videos and partnering with companies and all sort of stuff so i was obsessed with the idea of like yo if i jump in now like i can like i know i can do this so there's something some confidence about it that i felt like i had what it took right um so then you know watching like probably watching like rory kramer or someone i've i was throughout of course i'm obsessed with music and throughout college i was going and becoming more enamored with like 
the production side of things. So I was yeah. like, okay, maybe I'll chase this music thing. Like Austin is, you know, has Fucking EDM fire all day. Scenes for yeah, music, right? like concerts are coming all the time. And during college, like I had worked as a social chef for my fraternity, booking like uh, shows and parties or whatever. So I was like, I know some of these, I know some of these like venues. I know how to get I contact with them. Like maybe I'll chase that. Um, so I started trying to do that. Like my sister was working as an ambassador for one festival and she got me the first, she basically like hooked me up with the first, uh, media with pass? The first media pass for like a con like a show. Right. And I did that and then it was game over. I just I, want to adjust your mic. I did that, and then it was like game over from that point. I was like, "Yo, this is this is it," in terms of like the music stuff. That's yeah. when I got really obsessed with it. So, what was the first? What was the f the media pass? What was that? Was that it? Was, was your like first a, show? Yeah, it was like a. It was like a. It's called Up and Up Festival. They like they go to different universities and partner with the the students, and then the students like vote. Like they basically do a contest nationwide. Like and whoever gets the most pot the most votes. Yeah. The four top four get the get the show. Oh, that's and then dope. there's one artist that tours those cities. And then they, the, the students are the one to like promote the show and like put the show on or whatever. Yeah. Um, so my sister was working at Ambassador for that. And so she healed me with, th with that thing. And then I shot that first show, made the video and shot the photos. And then at that point, I was like honestly impressed with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed. And it's funny because I think the whole come up of it, I was just, more of it was just proving to my, I was wanting to continue to prove to myself that I could do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. More so than prove to other people. Like every time I would make a new video, I would I would prove to myself like, oh, okay, I'm getting better. You know what I mean? Everything was about growth or whatever. Right. So I was just and you're like implementing these things you're seeing online. Like, all right, today I'm gonna try to do right. this. Tomorrow I'm gonna try to do this. And I think the most critical that that part of it was at the same time my sister was deciding she really wanted to get into dance videos. Right. She's an awesome. She she was getting into shuffling, which is like an EDM type dance that was like popping on Instagram or something. And she was like. At the beginning of it, she was learning, and she really wanted to get into video. She had been practicing so long, but she had never released anything. And I could see her being passionate about that. So I was—I remember I was telling her, like, first off, only in, I was encouraging her to start, but I was also like, "Hey, like, I can help you with this. Like, I want to shoot these videos for you. Like, it would be fun. We could do them together." So we started shooting these videos together, uh, and it was awesome because it was like she, she's like my creative like subject, and you got yeah. But she's also like she's still like my the person that I'll go to, like I trust her opinion. I trust her creative opinion. So even now, like if I'll send her something, I'll be like, what do you think of this? Like, do you think this and that? And she'll give me her feedback. Right. And I trust it because it's like, for her, it's like she won't, if, you, if I send it to my girlfriend, like she's gonna tell me it's amazing because like, obviously she loves me. But if you send it to your, like to someone who, she, unless you can tell me straight up, like, oh, and if I don't get the reaction out of her I want, then I know something. So like right. that relationship was really important. And those videos were an opportunity for me to like test editing, test effects, text, test like different shooting aspects. Right. Like I was shooting with GoPros and, or like a Sony A7 6000 that I found in my mom's closet with a, a Joby tripod that I tried to make look like a Ronin. So yeah. I could, you know what I mean? But we were like, we were making those videos and they were like popping on her pitch. Yeah. Getting like hundred, like almost 100,000 views every time. So it was like, that was when I was able to make videos and see like, okay, they're having impact. Yeah. So that was like what I was doing to like, continue to develop in terms of like just trying new things hmm. while I was hustling and trying to get these like local show gigs you know damn so I was just like from being a, from being the social I already knew okay this is how you email managers and plus studying when I studied I understood how to reach out I understood how to write I understood how to be professional right. I understood how to articulate what I could provide whatever and I also understood how to reach artists because I was like okay when I book shows I would reach the artist manager and I get an, I get an answer like that. 
and we're a fraternity. You know, and you, you in the way I would approach the email saying like what well, budget I had, all sort of stuff, we would get answers even though we didn't have my money to do anything. Right. Um, so I understood that process. So I was just like implementing that. At that time, I find your podcast, or I find you comment on like a Gibson Hazard video or something. Right. And uh, Gibson, that was at the time where Gibson was before he started doing going crazy, like right when he was like bubbling and everyone was like, the people who really knew were like, yo, this guy's going. Yeah, to go right, off. right, right. You commented on something and, and you like, I could tell y'all are friends or whatever. You said something that made me click on your profile. And in the bio, it said, uh, you know, I'm starting a creative community private where you could the secrets or like the feedback or whatever whatever it was and so i was like oh shit this is what i need i like saying the secrets though i don't yeah. think i said that but we should start saying that for now but like the back, back then i got the idea i was like yo like this is what i need like i had no one to talk to yeah right so i apply i remember sitting there applying thinking like okay like oh i got it i answered it like it was an interview because i was like i want him to accept me right and i got accepted and so then I immediately, immediately got into the podcast and the podcast was just, after that, it was definitely game over because I was just obsessed. Right. So I would just be like, I decided at that point, I was get, getting really into it and I decided, okay, I told one to my parents and I said, okay, so they wanted me to go to grad school. After you had taken a break? The summer. Right. Okay. So like at August, people were getting back to their jobs. Yeah. Or they're going back to school. So that was the point where I started realizing, okay, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I remember walking to them, I told them basically like, okay, give me a year. Give me a year. And like, I'm going to chase this video thing. And like, if you guys support me, like I'm going to stay, like I, I'm obviously going to live at their house. They live in San Antonio. I live in my parents' house. All my friends are going, getting their jobs. They're going to jobs. And I'm like, I'm going to chase this video thing for a year. By the time... A year comes by. If I haven't done anything, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna reevaluate and I'll just get off it and do something else. Right. And I knew that I had a degree, I could figure it out. Right. Right. So at that point, that was the plan. And I got into the. So I started getting the podcast. I was living in San Antonio, fucking just like being obsessed all day every day, trying to figure out what I was gonna do, creating, shooting the dance videos, editing those, watching tutorials, trying to make things on my own. Um, then on the weekends, I would drive to Austin, an hour away, uh, figure out what show I could shoot shoot it drive back same night and then just edit it the next three days and I was just basically shooting these shows for free so I would just go like there was a venue I knew I could get into that I talked to the manager I tried to pitch him on the I learned from the podcast tried to pitch him on the idea of like uh, yo their content's whack and their content's still whack and they have all the show a bunch of shows in Austin and I pitched him like yo I could make these videos for you like shoot these photos and basically he just like yeah yeah whatever but yeah, you can come whenever, like it's all cool. So I started shooting at this place called Vulcan a couple times. And then uh, I would just drive home, edit the video by myself on my own time. And the cool thing about shooting for free is that like no one was counting on me. So it's like, the fo- I make the photos how I want to, I make the video how I want it. I put the video out when I want to. Right. And so my whole goal was like, I'm gonna keep shooting these shows and I'm gonna make sure that every next video is better. Right. And like, if I can do that, then I'm on the right track. But the whole time I, I knew I had it. Like I knew I was onto something, you know what I mean? Cause each time I would go, I'd be like, yo, I, I fuck with, personally, I fuck with it. I know if I fuck with it, like I trusted my vision of it. So I was like, I think these are cool. Like, it's not like I'm getting people, I don't have followers back then to like tell me it was good, but there are people that I, that I like, that still follow my stuff that I shout out to them. Like would, were telling me like, yo, that you're really good at this or like, whatever. Right. So I was just like going out, shooting as many of these shows as possible. Sundays, like the show would be Saturday night. 
stay over at my girlfriend's place Sunday. I would, I would always stay at her place the weekends. She was like the only reason I was able to go into Austin and do these things. Right. Sunday night, I would drive back home. The podcast, Black and Cream podcast would come out at the night and I would listen to it on the ride home from Austin to San Antonio. Hopefully. And I would just be like studying these things and every single podcast I picked up a new key. I picked up something new that I learned. So this I would, is I would so st- funny. Study, study, study it, bro. I study it like crazy. And then I would implement it. You know what I mean? Whatever I learned about my mind, the, a lot of it was just a mindset, like in terms of like how I should view myself living at home, trying to chase this in Austin, not taking a job. Right. Like learning that, yo, there are ways, and I started, the more ways that you learn about how people did it, have done it, and have made it, the more inspired I was that I could do it. Hell yeah. So I kept learning that all the stories would come in every week. I would be like, yo, I, and it was at that time I've never been, I was so like obsessed that I honestly didn't really talk to any people. Like I just protected my, I protected my dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I protected what I wanted to do. So people would ask me what I want to do. And I kind of just like, I had my inner circle. I just like closed people off and I just right. had my people. And it's like, they fucked with me and they fucked what I was doing and they believed in me. So I believed in myself, mm-hmm. but like, I didn't really let anyone tell me I couldn't cause I was just driving to Austin like shooting a show going back to San Antonio like people are like what is he doing like why doesn't he have a job you know what I mean yeah uh, that's the most frustrating too especially like when you get to that point when you're in like the stages of seeing your friends start to find success or get jobs or they're like man I just got a 60k thousand or a 60k salary job plus benefits and all this shit and it's looking promising I'm probably gonna do that for the next 30 40 years of your life and you're sitting at your parents house like shooting shit for free not getting any money right buying gear dude that's the thing that's defeating but you know you know the longevity of it and where it can go but no one else knows that shit so when you if anyone's listening and they find themselves struggling with the idea of being kind of like caught in a bubble of people peer pressuring them i felt like that i felt like that living in la working on chris brown's documentary and not making shit for money sleeping on an air mattress while my friends are buying houses and starting to have babies right and I'm like, and they're getting apartments in downtown, and they got cars. And I'm stuff. like, what the fuck am I doing? Yo, and that's so important though, because like, so many like, it was very important for me to like, like that was a very important part of that process. Was like, I'm gonna cir- close my circle up, right? And like, I didn't want to talk to people about what I was doing. Really, like, I would tell them, but I would tell them confidently because I was so at that point I was so inspired. I was like, I was just confident. I was right. gonna figure it out somehow, but I didn't talking to people and like getting those reactions like oh that's what you're doing like what'd you study didn't you study this or whatever like that type of thing so i just like i wasn't talking about it like people knew what i was up to my homies knew what i was up to and like i was just on my shit like i was literally like one track minded back and forth i would literally almost drive home and then my computer was trashed by the time i was like shooting a lot so i would literally drive back to austin to go edit at the university on their computers because my computer was trash so i was literally like just doing this one hour drive over and over again just to try to figure shit out right um so then that's the whole fall of that year and then one day i'm in black window cream all the time listening to the podcast studying whatever becoming more enamored with your story uh basically at that point i was like and like the same way anyone else is i was like i saw you and your story and i was hearing throughout the podcast i was hearing your story because you would like start telling, you know, you told the story throughout, especially the first 15, you were like telling your story as other people were telling theirs. Right, right, right. And I was learning more and more and I was like, we're like, we, I felt, saw so many similarities in us. Dog. And like the stories that we have and like the way, and I was also looking at you and I was like, look, this guy came from here and he's doing that 
and I would, uh, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Like, I, when I saw what you were doing, I was like, this is, I want to do that. Whatever, like exactly what you were doing, you were into music, you were, into, you were doing it your own way, you moved, you had a girlfriend, you know what I mean? You figured out a way to move, you, like, you found some, Andrew, the connect, like through all those stories, I was just like more enamored with the idea of like, yo, like this guy's so fucking dope, but I was also like, we could be friends. Yeah, and we both were making stop motion videos yeah. with our fucking our Mac <laughs> shit back then. Yeah, dude. So then one mom- one day, I open up the group, and the whole time I was just like, I was learning from what you were talking about, and I knew I wanted to reach out to you somehow, like figure it out, but I just didn't know. But then all of a sudden, this this internship opportunity posts up in the group, in the Facebook group, which is the first time I ever tried this shit. Right, because I just was like, I don't know how to do an internship. Right, but it ended up working. I mean, you, you see, I'm looking for an intern, like blah blah. And it was the, I, I remember feeling some way because it was the first time, it was a job opportunity technically, not a paid one, but it was. It was the first time that I looked at an application and I was like f- certain that I, I, was, I would murder it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome because like I, I had never certain. felt that. I was never, I had never felt that before. So like when I was filling an application, I was going hammer. Right. I was like, like I would knew that this was the, the shot that I needed. To say all the right shit to say all the right shit and like just hit the right chords or whatever. And it's so funny looking back because I wasn't sure, but there was something about it when I submitted the application that I knew I was gonna get it. Like I, I just knew. Right. Something about it where I was like, I know like this is gonna work. The whole time I'm thinking like, yo, we would be friends, like this would work out. Right. And you hit me back and I remember that around that time, I figured out that the way you got on Q's tour the way that the Q tour opportunity opened up for you was South by Southwest. Right. And I was like, South by Southwest is in Austin. I'm shooting in Austin. Like, this is, like, it was too weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, this is, so then my whole goal changed. I was like, all right, I'm going to do everything I possibly can till South by Southwest. And then I'm going to make sure that I can get in these venues and work with these people so that hopefully I can get found. Do you mean like you're going to work hard so that you'll get the opportunity to shoot South by Southwest? Yeah. Like, being in Austin, working in these venues, shooting these artists, working like connecting with these companies or whatever the the you know the the promotion companies, all this different stuff, I set myself up to be able to go shoot these showcases, right, and connect with these artists or whatever. Yeah. But like that was my plan. It wasn't a plan like that's gonna happen and then I'm gonna get on this tour. It was more like, it was more like okay, that's a path. Like I was all about just trying to set like, what's my what am I going towards? Right. At that point, I hit you. I remember that day after I'd applied. I hit you, was like asking you, like a you know, I sent you a message, basically like asking you for some advice about you know how to how to navigate South by Southwest, and you were like, "Yo, did you get my email?" And you had emailed me back. Wait, you so you applied and then emailed me separate? I applied and then Instagram DM'd you that day, oh, or like shit. the next day. That's fucking hilarious. And instead Dude, of ans- find these. instead of answering me, you said like, "Yo, did you get my email?" Because you knew that you were gonna talk to me soon, anyways. Oh because right. Because you had sent me. The email, the email was like, you know, the finalist email and you had a, a challenge. Or basically you said like, oh, awesome, whatever. Or no, so, let me back up. So that that DM came actually after the challenge. So yeah, the, okay, so, so basically that, I, I set it up. So I said, hey, I need an intern. Everyone applied this way. So they applied by filling out a form. I had a shit ton of questions to asking them everything I needed to know. The people would apply. Then I picked like, I don't remember, 20 people that I thought were fire from the top whatever submissions it was and then i um wait how did i do that shit so then oh no then i sent everyone files from the podcast yeah I sent, you picked like, the top 10 and then mm-hmm. you sent everyone files from the podcast and you said okay 
Like, here's the criteria. Here's what I want to edit it. You know what I mean? I'm looking for someone who edits the best and the fastest. And and could understand like what's good for social. Right. So and like, you wanted to you wanted deliverables cut for like social pieces from the podcast that you could post to promote the podcast on Instagram. Or and, you some know, shit. and you were talking about online marketing, all some stuff. Like understanding that here's here's the format, here's the dimensions, here's what I want it to look like. Go. Yep. And I remember I got that email. I was because I was every day I was at home working on my computer just scheming learning trying things and i refreshed the page and i got that email and i remember i got it like i read it like an hour late or something an hour and a half late or something and i remember thinking like fuck <laughs> you know what i mean like i remember thinking like like i'm late and i remember i emailed you back i'm like i'm right on it and i i in that moment it was like speed race right at that point i was like i'm i need to be the first one that edits this right i fucking sat there and the whole time I was stressed because I thought I was late. <laughs> it's so funny paid. to think about, bro. Because later on, paid. later on, you tell me that you were the first person, the to get first it done. person by hours, hours. But that urgency was like, I, dude, I knew that this was the, like you just listened to us talk about it for yeah. fucking fifteen plus hours in the right. podcast about how quick shit. Yeah, happens I was. I just knew, bro. I knew that I didn't know how, but I just knew that this was it. Right. I knew this was it. So then I, I edited it, cut the deliverables. You wanted like one choice. I gave you like six. Yep. And then he had I, fucking written like, this one's about blah, 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 blah. I really like what you said here. So I think that this is what this means to people. And this is how it could be used for marketing. He like broke it down in so many different ways and was so proper with the way he wrote shit. I was like, what the fuck is that? A fucking ice cream truck outside? <laughs> <laughs> can you hear that? I don't know if you can hear that. No, in the mic, but there's definitely not. a fucking yeah. uh, Mexican truck outside or like Mexican corn, I think. Yeah. Uh, anyway. They, he, he wrote so much detail and was so professional with it, but it's fast as fuck. And I said, I'm looking for someone that can be quick. In the form, it also said like, um, when are you, how much are you available or something? It was like five hours a week, 10 hours a okay. week, 20, full fucking time. You said full fucking time. Your form was fire. Like what everything you said in the form was fire. And then to turn around that shit that quick, <clears throat> I remember seeing it and be like, fuck, this is dope. This is what, yeah, that's right. I was like, but I still got to wait to see what everyone else does. Yeah, everyone else submitted and shit, and it was like, I mean, it all kind of looked the same. Like they cut the episode. Everyone yeah, there's only a certain it. way you can yeah. cut it. Yeah, some people tried some other shit with like. I remember they tried some stuff with their stories. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But the fact that you were able to deliver it that quick was the same reason why Musa fuck with me. With Musa being Kendrick and Schoolboy Q, like part of their label fucked with me for being so quick at South by Southwest. So when I got found, it was because, yo, literally the quote is, yo, your boy fire, quick turnarounds, that shit's tight, I wanna take him on the TD world tour. And that's when I, oh my God, my fucking life was gonna change before my eyes. But it was because I knew as soon as I shot the show, I needed to put that shit on my computer, go ham, cut out the illest shit I could and give it to someone because I'm like, time is of the essence. Like people need to see this shit now, it just happened, it needs to to come out now. Yeah. Exactly. It's also like the the urgency, the opportunity, like, and I think it's so crazy to think about, like, you know what I mean? Like, I knew in that moment how important those couple days were, but also, like, uh, it's funny to think, like, you know, anyone else, like, if that popped up, like, oh, I'll get that, I'll get to that later. I'm busy today. Yeah. Or, like, how many opportunities kind of slip by people because they don't realize that it is what it could be. You know what I mean? And I had never felt that before. In this moment, I was just so so positive. Right. I remember I wrote the, this long ass email, not only like telling you like, "Yo, these are the themes of the podcast. This is what I got from it. These are what I learned from it. The three big lessons here, like you know what I mean. Here's what what's valuable about this person. 
and here's this snippet and it would go well on your socials because it appeals to these people right. and like it really connects with you people who like this and their fans of you from this here's what this person would like I feel like it'd go well on their page because their fans would like this it's perfect. and this is what he's saying and here's Black Widow Cream because this is what I love about it mm-hmm. Black Widow Cream is about this and blah, blah blah I wrote the whole thing out I remember you hit me back and I remember uh, you're like yo like a couple days and you're like yo what's your number and at that point I knew I got it but I was still not gonna be like. I what if not, I was like, I just want to call you to tell you you <laughs> fucking suck. You Dude, fucking suck. I didn't tell anyone though. I didn't tell anyone though. I told my parents like, yo, like no one understood, bro, until the Beyonce shit happened. Right. right. What it was, but I, we'll get to it in a second. But like, what I knew this like was I didn't know it was gonna turn to that, but I knew how like this how pivotal it was. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. So it was like, so then you hit me back one day. You're like, what's your number? And then a couple days later, I'm going out to dinner with my with Courtney, my girlfriend, and. You call, it's a number from Iowa and I'm driving and then you call me and it's like, yo, what's up, it's Ben. <laughs> and I like turn down and Courtney's in the car. This shit's and, so funny. Yeah, it's crazy. This yeah. shit's so funny. And you're just like, yo, like what I, I think what you like what you like you turned it around. I talk like, like Musa, yo man. Yeah, quick, you, turn you, around, you came out mad cool. Contact. You came out mad cool. You came out mad cool. But <laughs> but whole, I'm thinking like, yo, this is it, or whatever. And he's like, You're like, Yeah, uh, you know what I mean? The the way you turned it around, like you were the first one by hours. Like, like I really think like you know this work like if you're down or whatever and i'm like yo i'm, I'm super down like i'm super excited thank you right. appreciate it we hung up and we were going out and basically we were, me and courtney went out to dinner that night we were going to dinner and then that dinner turned to celebration because at Hell that yeah. point i was like dude like but when i decided to do this three three or four months ago i had no idea how this was going to turn into anything right how the fuck am i going to turn this into a career when i don't know anyone doing anything right, right? and then all of a sudden before it even started, I knew I had so much work to do, so much proving myself to do. But I was like, this is a connect, this is the, the gateway between me not be being here and what he's done. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's, this, is, this is like the gateway. Like, this is what that connects. Crazy. Like, now, now it's like, I kept thinking, like, and more and more I was thinking, like, because then the first couple of times we would call to talk about stuff, you'd be like, yo, sorry. Like, you know what I mean? The first time you, you told me about that Kendrick shit that happened. And like, just the conversations of like, what you were talking about you were doing versus like what I even was able to like talk right, about. Right, right, right. Like that type of thing when every time you would talk, even up to the first time you went up to Beyonce, like, yo, I just shot Beyonce. Like, don't tell anyone I just shot Beyonce. Like those conversations we started having. Right. I was like, this is insane. Like how, like, there was no way I was going to be connected to this and now all of a sudden I'm in this, I'm just like periphery to this world that right. I want to be in so badly. Right. That, that puts me on a path to be successful. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, from all the lessons of the podcast, basically the, the job was, people don't know that, I, it was gonna be just intern in terms of like everything, but at that point, the most pressing point was to go back and edit the videos and cut all this, and cut the socials for the 10, 12, 13, 14, whatever episodes that had been done prior to me coming on. Yeah, I would shoot video, but I would never put video out. I only put audio. It was only iTunes for maybe 15 episodes before I think I got... It wasn't the dad cam first. Maybe I was, was running Go- the GoPro. One GoPro. The GoPro with like a like, cable in that, that, would like, that would die halfway through yeah. or whatever. And I just put like a sad face during the black parts because then maybe I'd get up and turn it on again and, and so you'd have like an hour missing. Yeah. But and like we, all, it wasn't, it was track. Go watch them. They're fucking yeah. straight garbage. But honestly, they're some of the best episodes. They like are people, great. If you're, not, you're missing out, that's like, like, you got to. Quality of video, trash. trash. Quality but, of interviews, uh, fire as fuck. Because fire. I was, I only cared about audio. Yeah. I only cared about making sure I was getting a good interview. Once I started getting comfortable, and maybe I'm trash now, I don't know, you guys can tell me in the comments. But 
once I started getting comfortable with interviewing people, then I was like, all right, cool. Now how do we take it another level? All right, let's invest in this footage and shit. It's and so then I was like, I need it. help. I can't fucking go back and do all this shit right now. I need to think about the future. Plus we were like, I think when I was working with you, is that when I started doing Lewis's doc? Yeah. So then I was like I'm starting the directing of the shooting and all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm directing a fucking massive film, ton of money that we're throwing into this project. So directing a film, I'm like, I need help. So then you came in at a perfect point for me to just take that shit over and be like, yeah, yeah, I got it. No worries. And I was like, try, maybe I, I could tell you like, this is what I do or whatever it was, but it wasn't anything too crazy. You would do something. I'd watch it. If I had any notes, I'd tell you like, oh, hey, this could be how you make this better or wait till this to cut into here. Yeah, you were teaching me some of the fine tuned stuff. But yeah, I was just like, like little yeah. things that I'd learned from shooting right. fucking plays and shit back in Iowa. Yeah, where, yeah. You know what I mean? Like doing three camera shoots or five camera shoots. and right. like, But like it, was, it wasn't anything and it took less time for me to teach you little things than for me to sit there and do all the shit. And you were like, yeah, gladly, I'll do all this shit. I'm like, all right, sweet. And another thing is too, like, and the, the thing, this is an important part of the thing, like uh, my decision to like not go take a job and like live, like I was made not making shit for money. And I was honestly like trying to, I was trying to spend money so I could go rent like a A7S so I could shoot videos that looked good. Cause right. I, I could either do that, I could shoot it by T4I. And I was like, no, I, I care about the quality. So I was like losing money to go try to chase this, not making anything. But also that allowed me like Monday, when I wasn't editing a video, I was like, this was my thing. Like this was, this was, yeah, yeah, yeah. internship was like my, th- like this was the thing I was passionate about. And honestly, the thing that was dope about it was, especially at that be- the beginning part, my job was to study the shit out of these podcasts of these successful people who I want to be like. Right. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. like that whole, I, I was, it took so long to do, to catch up, but I was just sitting there soaking in all this stuff. And that if I wasn't inspired before, I was just, I was dumb inspired after that. Right. Just catching up, like, cutting everything I was writing notes the time code all this different stuff um, but also just like at that point I was started wanted to start showing you like my whole thing was like okay uh, I, I, you didn't know this but I told you we talked about it the other day like my whole goal the whole time was like I'm not gonna ask him for anything right I'm not gonna ask him for anything at all I don't wanna I'm, I'm not here to like I'm not gonna ask you to for opportunity. I'm not even gonna ask you like just because you're 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 like I'm your intern now doesn't mean I can ask you like hey how do you do this? Which was tight as fuck to me because he literally was just doing what I said. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing what I said and providing value. You would come back to me. That was what I loved the most was you would always come back and be like hey yo what if um what if you started doing this or what if we added this to the page or I don't remember it'd just be like tiny little things that would make a difference. How about oh be, yo or I'd be like for example like I make I made the the cup animation I'd be like yo what if you did stories like this where yeah. it's like where it like loads up or whatever and we it looks like now. the cup was filling over yeah. time over the duration of like the story so if, if you knew the story was gonna be four videos that took up a minute to tell you could see like this progression which is like the Gary V yeah, version where he has like the red bar go across but little yeah. things like that made a lot of a difference and, and I'd be like oh try doing it to the circle and have it just go around the circle so you had to like learn how to mask and make yeah, that yeah. motherfucker go and I was yeah. like oh that's cool he did it I but, remember one time you, you sent me like randomly like right at the beginning you're because this is probably the point where you're like oh I have an intern I'll have an intern do this it was like there had to be a phone covered up in some photo you were working with Golden Barbie or whoever it was yeah Jasmine and you sent me it and you were like yo like mask us out and I was like, okay. And I remember thinking it was like a, ch- <laughs> I remember thinking it was like a challenge, bro. I was like, all right, I got it. Boom. And like, ma- mad ma- quick, mad quick. I sent it back. And you're like, thanks, dude. And I remember thinking shit. like, like the whole, but the whole point was like, I was trying so hard to like, my only goal was like, okay, kill it always. I was work like, 
It was me with Andrew. Yeah, w- working like okay. If I'm elevating him, if I'm working on like if he understands that yo like I'm this is kid's here. He's just for the mission. You know what I mean? Proving that to you, proving it to you, proving it to you. But also, every time we would talk on the phone and like text and stuff, my whole goal was to become friends with you. Obviously, right? You know what I mean? I'm your intern, but also like you. Got, I want you. To, I started wanting you to know that I'm a cool dude. Like we have the same interests, stuff right. like that. So like my mo always was like, which you do kind of too. But you you're you're busy, so you want to hop in the call. And you're like, oh, sorry, bro. Like, I was just in a meeting with uh, Lewis Howes or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, how was it? You know what I mean? Like, little things like that. Yeah. I just talk up and you'd be like, oh, man, I just, it was stressful, but this weekend I did this, this. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, just trying to connect right, with you that right. way where you could understand that, like, I was cool and that we, you know what I mean? That I wasn't just like, that I was a person that you could be friends with. You know what I mean? Which I think set up for the, you to be able to even think of like, oh, I could bring this guy on because right. you have never met me before. I remember just only talking on the phone. When we, when we, when, uh, when I needed the like Jasmine had sent us that photo and she was like, can, can one of you guys mass this out or whatever? We were, she's one of the homies. She's fucking dope. Follow her on Instagram. Golden Barbie. She's a sports illustrated model. Um, she like sent a photo and she wanted to mask out something that was in the photo that was like easily could be taken out. And I was with Lauren and we were like going to go out to eat and I would have just done it cause I was trying to help her build her channel. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I need to do this thing. I remember looking at Lauren's like, like we're about to go to dinner and then I was like, Oh, hold on. I like text you. I'm like, Mass is out. You're like, All right, cool. And I was like, and you sent it back, I was like, Interns are fucking yeah. dope. <laughs> I was like, interns are so dope. Like that's tight as yeah. fuck. Cause I always had to do my own shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like it was me doing everything. So it's like, oh cool. I found value in the idea of freeing up things that I know I can do. I can do it all day in my sleep. I can edit all these podcasts on my own. I could literally do it all day. Right. But what happens when I eliminate nine hours out of that week cutting and focus that nine hours on something that's more bigger picture, which would elevate not only me, whoever else is fucking with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now we came the goal and Definitely. then you started adding more value. And I love that. And I want to go back to, before I forget this, that I remember when I was doing the internship part of it and was trying to pick people, you you know, you, whatever it was, I would like go to everyone's links that they sent me and shit. And your fucking logo was fire, which goes back to you talking about quality and investing in like getting cameras and trying to build up the fucking look and shit his logo was like a pair of beat or like not beats but a pair of like headphones that was neon and shit and it just looked clean as fuck the, the content was like whatever <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie to you no i mean <laughs> the it's, show it's, recaps it's, were like it's my I beginning it. my beginning yeah he's recaps. starting yeah. but like but i looked past that because i was like he already understands the importance of branding you know what i mean right. like it's it's simple things like that and just going to your page and then you had your dance videos with your sister and shit i'm like all right cool like he's out here shooting these little videos like he, he gets it. He right. understands where he's going with this shit. And right. that, but just the idea of him constantly pushing, I don't know, just different angles of, of approach that I wasn't thinking about. I right. didn't need, I wasn't like necessarily looking to think about it, but you'd be like, hey, what if we did this? I'm like, yeah, that's fucking I mean, makes sense. I think, I think it's dope to think about the glow up because like back then was like when we started implementing uh, the morning roast, the, the earliest iteration of what a morning roast is that we do weekly now yep. was me writing was like yo like i could write this like i, I was remember it was supposed to be a blog me and my friend riley started it as a blog and black window cream was supposed to be a blog mm-hmm. and we started it and we announced it and we did all this shit and then we wrote two blogs and then like he got busy and then i tried to write it i'm like i fucking hate this shit i hate writing and then we just stopped and then i was like yeah we need to come up with more themey 
things like what is it and then we right. came back up with the morning roast again and dave just like started writing it was supposed to just be a quick facebook post that was literally just supposed to be like hey guys here's the morning roast make sure you get out there and fucking get after it blah 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 here's the thought for the day yeah yeah and i look dave's like i just finished it and i look and it's like three paragraphs long mad detailed fucking like super hyphy i was like all right this is yeah, this yeah, is I tight remember you're like, yeah i remember like bro you're going you went mad ham hammer. yeah mad yeah. ham like two you don't need to go this crazy like right. but then i just kept going and it, like, which yeah. then all of a sudden he, uh, he's trying to catch up and do all these editing things and he's got to write these long ass morning roasts plus i gotta pull the show which is funny with the interns now i tell him like plus i'm doing like i'm cutting writing the the blog writing the the summary doing the time code pulling the socials you guys hear that writing the Justin morning Nico's. roast <laughs> and and doing and doing the we do the same thing we do now which is talk on the phone for like back then we were talking on the phone for like six hours yeah. not six hours like three four hours yeah just talking about all the possibilities which we're actually fulfilling now, which is tight. It is crazy. And I remember fucking talking to Dave mad, mad hours on the phone, like we just said. But then when we FaceTime for the first time, to, to, I don't remember what I, maybe I was going to screen share something with you. Yeah. So we had a FaceTime and he had long hair. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, he had his hair down and shit looking like I, fucking uh, the Jungle Boy or whatever. I'm like, Tarzan. Tarzan. I'm like, what the I had fuck? A hat on. I, had, I don't think. I remember seeing, I'm like, yo, long damn, hair. you have long hair. That's weird. Like yeah, I just like, you didn't know that in my head I didn't know yeah. and I don't look for or pictures. I, I never of my, I never post any pictures of myself. Right, so I was like, huh, that's funny. But yeah, I think I think at that point what was dope is like, uh, you know, I obviously understood the value of like your relationship and building that, but also I started f- figuring out like I was uh, like I was obsessed with like I became obsessed and like passionate about the purpose of Black Widow Cream not only because of what it did for me. But I was like, I'm very inspired, and I, I think a lot of what I've considered my purpose is like motivating and inspiring, and like, and like, you know, trying to help, not help other people, but like inspire other people to like do what they love to do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, writing those episodes and pulling those socials, I was feeling like it was my purpose, and also you're like regurgitating these messages that you've yeah. heard because you were really good at referencing old podcast episodes. You'd be like, I still can't. In, in the, yeah. Like in the words of J.R. Strickland. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Bro, I, I can, like, I wow. can name, I can name a key or two per podcast of every podcast. I probably, if you quiz me, I don't want to. Like, because I studied. I them, can't remember who we like, interviewed. Yeah, but like, uh, and also like, like I said, like when I was getting out of college, I wanted to like make an impact and like work in a company that like I could do more. Right. You know what I mean? And in this, I was starting to realize like, yo, in this, this is like, like I, this could be, you know what I mean? Like I knew that I could grow. I there's more that I could do, and fast forward to now like you know this is an opportunity where I'm, I'm you know I'm doing not only am I doing uh, you know producing but I'm writing I'm doing social yeah. and I'm doing marketing right. and I'm doing graphic design and I'm doing video shooting and I'm editing and I'm just doing everything Right. and like that was what I wanted to do from the beginning which is be, have be like involved in all those facets and it's creatively fulfilling in, like, in so many ways so like at that point I was like that was my life shoot trying to make it and I was getting I was landing more and more I was seeing myself improve like basically in the video stuff like in terms of like i always felt like it was me trying to get back to where i felt like i was when i first decided i wanted to do it right like also learning and advancing i was just it was either i was watching tutorials studying i was shooting something editing i was like scheming i was emailing all week every show that was happening that week that weekend in austin trying to land one so i could go shoot it right that was like my whole life plus the pocket plus this that was like my pocket Hey, we're going to stop this episode right now. Just a quick break. Um, Dave's episode is pretty crazy. Can you can you agree with me on that one? Because it's fucking nuts. But I want to talk to you guys about uh, 
just our recent partnership, our, we have just partnered with Dutch Bros Coffee to provide Black Widow Cream listeners with some dope opportunities along with our creator contest that we're doing. We announced that in the beginning of this episode. If you're, a, if you're an episode intro skipper, go fucking back and listen to that shit because you're about to miss out on $1,000. Um, but Dutch Bros is offering all Black Widow Cream listeners 20% off of their coffee, drinkware, and merch at Shop dot dutchbros.com so dutch bros knows firsthand how important it is to keep caffeinated in the creative process go stock up on that shit while you can bwnc20 at checkout for 20 percent off and a big shout out to dutch bros for helping us create even more value to you guys the listener we really appreciate you guys um and you know what this coffee is fire as fuck so uh that's it 20 percent off can you beat it i don't know let's get back to dave's thing whatever his, his episode all right i remember being when I was starting and that thrivingness of trying to get someone to talk back to me that had any Intel, you know what I mean? Like any Intel, if someone would talk back to me, like even my homie Joe, I'm not going to say his real name or what he does because it's a secret now. Right. But my cousin basically had done some cool shit and was in film school. And it was like really cool to watch him thrive in that. And now he has a secret alias, and that's why I can't say it. But uh, even him, I hadn't talked to him in years. And then I'm like, my uncle's like, oh, yo, he does all this shit. And I, like, talk to him, and he's just like, yeah, man. Like, he starts responding to me, like, this is what we're doing. Here's some short films we worked on. I'm stu- That was me. I studied the fuck out of it. I'm watching everything. Any movie they put out, any short film they put out, any sketch, anything that they, anything they were affiliated with, I was watching it, reading it obsessed because i was like yo he know he's in it like he's doing it like now he's out in hollywood and he's working with art like real famous people and shit and that was so cool to me him responding to me and then me being able to ask questions or try to find ways to help out or whatever it was even when i took a la trip out here i got to help out with like one of their sets and that shit meant the world to me because i got to be a part of a real film shoot you know what i mean in hollywood california I'm from fucking Iowa. This yeah. is mind-boggling. And it was like the lowest budget trash thing. Like it was all a joke to actually make it look bad. Like it was shot on old VHS cameras before that was cool. It was just like, let's make it look like it was shot 10, 20 years ago. Right. And I was like, what the hell? I thought it was going to be like cool. I thought we were going to have like big lights. and Right. But it wasn't. But we were with top tier talent, which was sick. And that just opened up my eyes. And being able to get that close to the sun is like the most thrilling part of it. Definitely. And it reassures you that you're in, if you can get that close to the sun, it reassures you that I'm on the right path and I need to continue forward. Definitely. I think I was obsessed with that. I was obsessed with that. I, like most of the weeks were spent like refining my email process. Like I knew I understood how to write. I, I was like, I knew, I knew what I knew was my emails were fire. Yeah. I knew the way to approach, the way to get, and the, the whole thing was just making sure that like, you know, you have that one shot for them to reply to you. You know what I mean? And for me, it was like trying to get into these shows to shoot. So I was hitting these managers up. Every show I would shoot, I would add a new video to my portfolio that right. I thought was better that would go at the top. Yeah. And my email got a little bit better because I got to talk about what I did last time. Right. And started getting more and more replies. So I was seeing myself like elevate in terms of like, okay, I used to not be able to get into this, but now I'm getting the, the headliners, the managers replying to me. Still not, at that point, still just making like maybe $200 or whatever. But like, I felt like, okay, this is, this is starting to pick up or whatever. But also, uh, when I went to, I had a New Year's trip planned to Los Angeles and you went to Iowa, so you weren't here. We, that was our first time we met. Right. But I was just planning on kicking it and you were just like, hey, like, uh, are you doing anything on Saturday? Because like, maybe I could connect you with Brazil. He, um, 
he shoots dance videos, like really dope dance videos. Like his page, and I checked him. I was like, oh, it's sick. And I had plans, but it, but I was like, I, at that point, I understood the urgency of like, okay, I can't turn this. He's putting a hand out for me. Like I can't turn it down. Right. So like, I linked with Brazil, and he had a shoot at like six thirty in the morning. And I like me and my girlfriend like slept in my car near the shoot so we could get up so I could go. And she like stayed in the car and like drove it around while I was sh- shooting. And then that he was shooting a dance video for a wildebeest who's like a wildebeest and Janelle who are like you know le- super OG choreographers yeah. in the dance scene or whatever that my sister and my cousin had used to watch or whatever and so at this point I'm like yo this is crazy like and that was super eye opening because it's like okay I shoot these dance videos at home no lights in the sun like with my sister looking out to these people and and I had no idea about this person but this person's out here making money as a living doing exactly what I'm doing except it's in a studio and it has lights and I was like at that point and then after that we went home and we did our New Year's celebration I remember thinking like yo like your I, what your New Year's what like it was New Year's it was, that was the day before New Year's Eve oh. so like I continued with my vacation basically oh, after gotcha, I did gotcha, that gotcha, gotcha. but you know I got a credit on that video when it came out on New Year's Day and I remember thinking like yo like I just saw it like and it was so simple like you said like low budget like you think it's gonna be all this crazy but you go and you, but you just realize like like I do what that guy does right I'm not as experienced as him or as good as him but I can get there I know I can right. so it was like that was the first opportunity of me being like yo like this is he's doing what I like to do and he's getting paid for it and he's making a living and he lives here and he has an apartment like I can do it I just had to figure out how to get here so uh, like yeah. going back to Texas that was my motivation plus like okay if I continue to shoot with these artists especially in the EDM scene because I was like seeing like finding avenues mm-hmm. that like you know I can make I could go on my first it was like okay I can go on my first tour which is funny cause, but like I'll figure out a way to make it plus working with you continue to build that relationship like who knows where that'll go right so then we keep working and then we like i said we'd have all these calls and uh one day we did a long call it was another one of our long calls where we talk about everything we wanted to do we couldn't enact it because right. we weren't together right and we, we like we still had our process together where we like could work but so at the end i was like yo like just so you know uh like I'll be willing to fly myself out to LA like anytime to like help you with anything. Plus, we can work on Black Window Cream together because I think we can get a lot done if we're actually in person. Right. And you're like, nah, nah. Like, uh, you know, I'm not, you should come on a week. I'm not doing anything because I mean, I'm, I'm doing something dope because you don't, I, you don't want to come here and I'm not doing anything or whatever. Right. So that was that. But that was the first time I reached out and be like, I was like, yo, like I can help you with this in person. Like, and I was super willing. Like, okay, cool, three hundred fifty dollar flight, but I get to go over there and learn. Like, that's all I cared about was like. And that's why I shot for free. I cared. I knew if I got the experience, that I could le- I could turn around, and leverage it, and to get more. Hell yeah! And eventually, that was going to turn into me being able to like build a portfolio big enough where I could charge right the what I wanted to charge, and right. that was my only goal. Plus, this was like so. Then later on, uh, like two weeks later, um, I hit you up. This is the first time I ever asked for anything. I was like, hey, you know, are you connected to Isaiah Rashad? Because he's shooting at Buku, which is a festival that me and my homies would go to for fun. I was like, he's shooting there. Like, I'll literally drive myself out there to shoot it. And I remember you saying that and me like, where's it at? And you were like, New Orleans. New Orleans. And I'm like, isn't that far as fuck from Texas? And you're like, yeah, it's like nine hours. I'm like, 12 hours? Okay. Yeah, I'll hit him up if you're going to go. Yeah, and I text Matt, and fucking <laughs> hit him back, and yeah. he's like, "Yeah, you, yeah, for sure." And I looped you in with them. It was that easy. It was that easy for you, but for me, I was like, uh, for me, that was like the next level. Because for me, it was all about levels. It was like, okay, I'm shooting this like this one show at this cap. 
And then I shot this show with the headliner at this cap in Austin. I was just like trying to climb, you know? Right, right. How do I get to that? I yeah, want to shoot that festival, stuff. Be it. Festival, because then, okay, well, I shoot that and that's going to be on my portfolio. Then I right. can talk about that, whatever. Yeah. And I was learning those ways of like taking and like selling. I remember being so hyped, like, yo, I'm going to go to Buku. Me and my friends are going to, I got a group like, okay, we'll drive out there together. We'll get a split a hotel room and I'll go shoot this. Plus, like, there are other people that I was going to be able to reach out to to like shoot them. And I was just going to try to network like crazy. Right. Because many in the back. Two days later, uh, you text me and you're like, um, hey, can you get to LA? Can you get to LA tomorrow? <laughs> or, or something like that. Like, can you get to LA tomorrow? Because if so, I think I have a job for you uh, for a week working for Beyonce, LOL. <laughs> like something like that. <laughs> something like that where the text doesn't even look real. Like it's mad. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we got to scroll back and find that shit. Dude, I got to. And then I remember thinking like, Yes, but I remember it's funny because I remember thinking like, oh, I'm gonna have to cancel this this Isaiah Rashad thing. It's for a week. Like, dude, when do I get off Saturday? Because for me, it was like, oh, I don't want to miss this opportunity. You right. Know what I mean? Um, whatever. So I I so, hit Matt right away. I was like, hey, yo, I need him actually, so he can't shoot that shit in, yeah. in New Orleans anymore. He's shooting with me with Beyonce. Yeah. Matt's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and then like, so like, I literally that's like 10:30 p.m. or something, something crazy. This is my favorite story on earth. Like it's it's nighttime. We I book a flight the next six in the morning. Next flight, like I pack five six days of worth of clothes, and then the most pivotal part of my whole story is this part. My homie Ryan Stan lives in L.A. He had just moved. I call him up and was like, "Bro, I got his job working for Beyonce. Like, can I stay at your place for a week?" And he's like. What the he's like? What the like? That doesn't sound the whole first time people friends like. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know right, I mean? right. Even my parents were kind of like. Okay. My parents were kind of like. You know what I mean? It's not real yet. Okay, like, go have fun out a, there with Beyonce. Beyonce is just a word. Right. It's just a name. Right. Uh. He's like, yeah, dude. Of course, like, no problem. And so cool. I booked a flight, and then you text me like, yo, here's the address. Here's the time. You got to be here by this time. Expect twelve hour days. These are gonna be long. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come here ready to work. You were. It was very. And I remember. I was never nervous. I was just like, dude, I don't know what about it, but I was like, this is, I'm, I'm ready. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. You know right. what I mean? But I still had no idea what I was getting myself into. Yeah. Just, the word was just Beyonce. Like, what? what? Um, you text me the address, and I look up the address, and that, the, don't give it too much away. The studio is literally, this is how I knew I was going to be able to do it, because I was like, I don't have a car. Right. You know what I mean? Am I going to Uber to work every day? Like, I don't know how LA works, really. And I do, because I've been there for a couple times, but. It's literally around the block. Like, it was fucking dumb crazy that he's like, yeah, I have a friend that stays here. Didn't you have two friends? Like, one friend lived, like, kind of far away. My other option was, like, my... Far. My homie Colby's grandma, who we, me and homie Jared stayed at when we first drove out to L.A. to, like, see if we liked it here. Now right. we, we both live here. Yeah. But, like, that was, like, our, you know, like, figure life out yeah, trip yeah. that we took. And we stayed at her house. It's in Torrance. So that's Torrance. like our way. There's no way that works. No. It's like waking up at six in the morning to get here. Right. Ryan's my other option. Ryan tells me, no, no doubt, like, I'll first, first ask. Like, cool. You got sleep on my couch. And then, like, out of all places the studio could be, the studio's right around the block. To me, that was just, like, some shit where I was, I remember, like, I don't know, I wouldn't believe necessarily, like, things are, are fate, but I was just thinking, like, this is, this is, this is dope. This is like, the crazy. way that this works. He literally walked he dropped. He landed, dropped his bags off, called me. He's like, "I'm at the gate," so I had to go out. And to I get like him jogged. I like jogged to the door because I, I landed at like, I landed like almost right before ten, like nine fifty or ten or some shit. And you got to get from LAX to Hollywood, Which so it was like, like a 45, 50 yeah. minute drive. 
drop my shit off, and then run to get to the door. And I got there. And this is the first time I'm meeting Ben. Right. Ever. The first time he's meeting me. And also, I'm, like, I, this is my favorite thing because I like, I go out to the gate and get him. And I'm like, it's just weird seeing someone that you talk to a lot on the internet and you yeah. meet him in real life. But I get him and he's got like his backpack on. He's just kind of like, you know, wide eyed kid that's like walking onto a fucking major studios. Actually, everyone knows where we're at. We're at Red Studios. And so he's walking into Red Studios, which makes the fucking one of the biggest cinema cameras. And it's like the lot, you know, and we're walking in and it's like urgent because the artist, like they, everything started already. He just is getting there at that time. And and I didn't, I was like nervous because I'm like, yo, I don't really fucking know if you're weird or not. (laughs) You know, I know you from the phone, but I don't know if you're weird. How are you going to act on set around like, I just got around the biggest artists in the world. Right. You never been around any artists really like that are like this. You know what I mean? And and at that time, three of them were in the room because I'm like, I, I literally walk out, grab him at the gate, give him his credential, we walk in, and I'm like, yo, all right, um, I'm gonna show you where to put your bag when you get in here. I, I think I said, I was like, yo, I'm about to change your life forever. There's uh, Destiny's Child's in this yeah, room. Yeah, like, don't look him in the eye. Don't look sure. him in the eye. Yeah. Just go over, set your shit down, and I'll kind of figure out what to do with you. Like, Because right. I just need you to help me out. Like, he was gonna be my assistant, basically, for a week moving around try like cameras tripods swapping out cards whatever dumping shit like anything i needed to help me keep the process moving but like i didn't really know what to do with him because right. i'm like i don't i've never really had an assistant before and i didn't know so i was just like you and know. at this point i still have no idea what we're doing yeah i was like just be cool <laughs> just yeah. be cool and i'll figure out what you're doing yeah. like but it's just a week of work just be yeah. here for a week and help me move shit around yeah but and it's funny because like you're thinking that and for me like i look back thinking like what did i what did i think when i walked in yeah and i was like numb to it like for me it was like in my head i knew you right like i knew we we, we got along right, right right so it's like for me it's like i'm just gonna come pull up and prove myself yeah whatever it is like like i i can do this what, right. like and you, you, and I'm a quick learner. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm just gonna figure out what it is and do it. And you like, show me, you're like, all right, these are the, this is what we're doing. These all these camera plots, like show me all this different stuff. This is what we gotta do. And I was just like, okay, like, so this is this, blah, blah, like trying to absorb it all. Plus seeing Destiny's Child, plus Beyonce working in for the first time. And like, like. He's seen Coachella going, like, be built. Like yeah. they're testing the stage, they're testing lights. We're seeing all this shit and it's all in real time. Like you came out of Pinnacle Week, but like the week, we we you know he comes back the next day and then also like the first time we really get to chill and talk was like at lunch like the second day you know what i mean like we went and grabbed lunch and just sit down and just like shoot the shit but i'm also like dealing with emails and trying to make sure i'm doing my job right and whatever teach you as quickly as possible and then i'd be like all right cool like doing like behind the scenes shooting i'm like all right yo here you take the second camera and just shoot like a wide of the people that I'm filming the close up, like I'll right. shoot B, like doing cross angles, yeah, and cross angles, and I, he, I'm trying to teach him. So I'm like, I remember like teaching you, like pay attention to my face because right. I'll tell you, like if you're in my shot now or where to go, I'll be like nodding mm-hmm. left or right, like go over here, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. shoot this way, it's like some military shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but I was trying to do it as quick as possible. Over the next like year and a half, like before we get into it it's like you fucking got the fastest crash course on everything i've ever learned in my entire life bottlenecked and it was just like fucking a drug like i was just pumping into you like yeah it was was all day every day like first off i'm on this i'm on this set and i'm me right and i didn't know how it works so the whole time i'm like figuring out like who i'm with you know what I mean? Like, right. and like understanding there's, you know, people, I don't feel like I belong on here. I'm I'm just trying to figure out a place. Like, where's my place here? 
so I can like settle in and figure out my role is like just trying to figure it out plus like you know doing things I've you know learning from you like at all times like even little things even things that you wouldn't teach me just like the way I would watch you what is he what did he say this he said this or like you tell me this like do this and I'll be like okay that makes sense and like just constantly constantly learning so literally it was 12 hours a day full like mental on point at right, all times right, right. like never letting up also trying to figure out like you know getting feeling like people look at me like who's this kid you know what right, I mean? right. like why is he here and I'm like okay I'm with him yeah you know what I mean? yeah exactly uh, but like just learning and like and it was cool because like we there were so many jobs for us to do that it allowed my whole thing is like you know just trying to do every, like first off you tell me to do something just do it right away like whatever right. it is okay cool got boom whatever learn also make relationships with the people trying to help the people that we were working with like their process like just making them understand like hey if you need anything like let me know i can help you too like whatever it is yeah but also like there were things where it's like yeah like you said cameras or other things where it was where you know you couldn't do everything by yourself so it gave me the opportunity to like not stay there but also like try to do other shit so i was like there i would be able to film i was fi- filming dancers i was doing things so i was like it was a constant crash course those two months then onto tour was like fitting the entire university like real life experience just throwing you in the fire and saying like figure it out i'd even it even be as like it could be as like hey dive in we're gonna sit here and film this like exclusive conversation and then the next second i'm like yo go dump this car i need a coffee yeah. <laughs> and it would be literally like that but i never imagined myself to be a person be like i need someone to go get my coffee but, but you, literally you, in you that never, time you never treated me like that though right, right. which is which is your best quality yeah is like you never treated me like that you always like i understood like i made you understand that Yo, whatever you like, don't worry. Whatever you need, right, like, right, I got you. And right. you, and you were urgent because you were you were concerned with like killing what you were doing. I can't take thirty yeah. seconds to go grab myself a coffee. Yeah, like, I don't you, know how many coffees you got me, and they just sit there and become cold because I wouldn't even end up. It's funny because you like cold coffees anyways. So I do too, know. but like, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. But like, I would just forget that they were there. But like, I'm so scatterbrained all over the place, doing so many different jobs. Yeah, I'd be like, I just need just do this or solve this problem for me or whatever. Like, dude, that shit was so crazy. Yeah, dude, I and mean, we were doing so much, we were learning so much. But uh, it was cool for you because after the first week, it was literally like a week guaranteed job. Yeah. Okay. Like Saturday, Saturday. I don't remember what days it was, but Saturday, Saturday. And you had a flight booked to go home, I think, on Sunday. And then, and I, I was or like, I, I did two, it was like Tuesday. Like it was just, just in case. Just in case. Tuesday or whatever. And coming towards the weekend, because I didn't know if they didn't say like they wanted to They hire. never told us to. No, like, it yeah. was literally, like I kept getting hired week by week. Yeah. It was like that. And it got to Sunday, I think. And they're like, oh, can he come again? <laughs> and I'm like, Dave, can you come again? And you're like, sure. And you like push your flight back and did a whole nother week. We did two weeks. And I think was the third week when you had to leave. Yeah. So, so then, yeah, then he had to go and you like basically put that on me. Like, no, they, so here's, so we, it was the second week. There was no problem. Right. Two weeks. We're still building. We're learning. We're figuring out what we're doing mm-hmm. as a team. You know what I mean? And then there comes a point where it's pushing for the third week and they're going to, they're like extending for the third week. And at that point I had a flight back. And like I said before earlier, like, my entire plan at that point was to shoot South by Southwest. Right. I had things lined up to shoot South by Southwest. And at some point, there was like this thing that was like irking me at that moment where it was like everything. I was like, yo, I had work for this. Like, this is what I like. I wanted to do. Like, is And it's so funny to think back. Like, like the time, just so people understand, South by Southwest was happening the same time he was doing the Beyonce thing. So right. he's trying to make the, like, the fuck, city. am I going to miss this yeah. for this? Right. Like, oh, is that going to bring more opportunities than this? Like, might end or whatever? Plus, like, at that point, it was still like we weren't sure what our place was going to be. Then it's crazy to think of what it ended up being. Right? Like, isn't that like? And it was all 
testament to you. Right. Me just trying to help you out in every way. But Fuck at that point, it was like, I remember that would being a decision and like calling my dad and I called my homie and they were like, no, dude, like stay. Trust me. Stay. It's worth it. And so I skipped skip by South by Southwest and thank God I did. Right. That turned into three weeks. So at that point, we're already like, we're entrenching ourselves. Right. But then coming up on the on the next next week like the end of that week there was um he had like a pre i had a pre-organized little texas tour throughout texas with these djs that i I work with right and that was going to be my first like real traveling opportunity so for me that was like a big thing and i had already they already booked my flights so i was like kind of on liable for the flights or whatever and plus i had this other gig with this brand that weekend too so it was like a loaded weekend and for me that was like the first weekend i was like damn i like i got i booked this up this is dope um and that week was also like a really down week with the job that we were doing right because everyone was in jamaica right right, right. so i remember thinking like like yo like dude is there any way that i could do this and come back like please like i'll just do this and come right back i promise like i don't want to miss this like whatever and you were kind of telling me like yo are you sure and you you were kind of like oh you sure but you also understood I, I was I was naive in that moment. But I like the fact that you were staying true to the jobs that you had booked. You're like, yeah, I already booked it with these people. Like, they paid for the flights. I've already committed to this job. Like, I I need to go back. It's like important for me to to like withhold my right pledge or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah. to, my commitment. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I respect that because like I'm with it. Like I'm about it. Like if you made a commitment to someone, like you kind of have to own up or find a replacement or do whatever. Which is still crazy as fuck that you tr- you almost fucked your whole shit up by yeah, doing that, no, which is facts. insane. Dude, he, the story keeps getting crazy. He bro. takes the job. Yeah. He or not takes the job. He he basically says like I'm gonna dip, and goes back to Texas for like before I leave. Four days. Before I leave, you told me you told me I can't guarantee you you. But come you back. said you said that you would like you you didn't you didn't say, it was like it was like if you can if you can go and you can come back. You can have it. But before I said that, I was on calls with people yeah, yeah, that I was looking at who I'm like, all right, who would I want to spend the next like p- potentially until the end of Coachella? What, what I think was a dope thing about you is like at that point, we had no idea what we we're going to like we're going to do. Like you knew you could do so much more than what we were doing. But you were so like you were working your like and we both were working our ass off. But you that whole time, you were like so laser fucking focused the yeah. whole time. Right. So it was like funny to me to think back like that. I almost left because for me, it was like, like you knew that you knew like I'm here and that was a down week. And it was like kind of like, what are we doing? But also like you knew that I was going to go somewhere. Right. And so like it's funny to think like I leave you go on with your story because I just want to say that. No, just you. I, I just love how much it is, how much, like, you're, you're like, man, I'm gonna, I need to go back to Texas to do this three day tour with a <laughs> yeah. small artist. Like, making, like, fucking, making not, no like money. 300, 400. Like, bucks. literally breaking even, probably. Yeah. And I, it's my first tour, but your real first tour. Yeah, nobody else. Who knew? Is Beyonce. Yeah. But, but like, it's funny because I, I go, I do that. It's a hectic fucking weekend. I over, overbook myself. Shout out to my boy Adam for fucking yeah. cover for your ass. I over, overbooked myself for sure. Uh, and like after that week, I got my ass kicked, and I remember, th- and I had like three videos to edit. I fucked up a g- like one of the one of the gigs, like with the, one of the brand gigs, like, and I was feeling really down at that moment because I had like deleted footage and just like totally fucked up that brand gig. The, the tour went awesome. I pro- definitely proved myself like yo, I could like this is what I want to do, like the traveling stuff, like go shooting these shows, making the recaps, like doing the things that I love to do, um, the creating part because you know when we're doing in show, we weren't creating really in terms of. So I was like, man, like I love this, but. I needed that 
week to edit the videos to like fulfill my obligation to like edit the videos from that weekend. Right. And I remember texting you like, you had Adam, shout out to Adam, Adam's dope. He was working or whatever. And I was texting you and I remember I kept catching the vibe like, oh shit, like I guess I can't come back or something. Cause my whole plan was like, I'm coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna get this done, I'm gonna come back. But I needed, I had overbooked, so I needed the time, the couple days. And those couple days were like, crucial because you didn't want to bring in two couple two people like keep swapping people because that's not cool nah. in terms of like it's very secret you know what i mean and i and i and like for adam to come on who was filling in for you at the time but low-key was replacing you because you were gone mm-hmm. he's coming in and there's an option there's a possibility that adam's gonna stay on for the rest of the shit right and you were like yo i kind of need some time blah, blah 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 and i'm like well i don't want to i don't want to have adam keep staying here more days because we spent how many weeks familiarizing ourselves with the crew like the entire crew i mean think about how big coachella was like how how big her team was you have to meet all these people and then you bring in someone else especially for b for b for b to see new faces yeah it's not you know like try to limit that for sure right so i try to keep that to a minimum so if it's not gonna be you or if it's not gonna be adam and then i have to bring someone else in or whatever it is i'm like i I don't want to keep going back and forth and having different people come in i'm like i just want to figure out who it's going to be if it's going to be adam it's going to stay adam if if you're going to come back obviously i wanted to give you priority to it because you were there first Uh like you already committed to it but your dumb ass left the fucking most sick job in the world right (laughs) so i'm like so does he get it i'm like does maybe he's not getting it like i respect it on one hand because shout out to you for fulfilling your engagements but at the same time i'm like is it should i take the risk on this dude because is he dumb? Like he just left Beyonce to go to Texas to shoot some dingy ass little gig and some fucking promo thing compared to this. No mm-hmm. offense, but I'm just saying like, what, what the fuck? But then I'm like, yo, he, he went hard the whole time. We built good chemistry. And plus when I'm gone, my shit I'm posting is fire. And you would text me like, yo, these photos are dope, bro. Right. I remember thinking that I was like, cause, cause you, you were seeing that like I went out there and I was doing my thing. Right. You know what I mean, like, yeah. I remember thinking like, yo, those photos are fire. Like how'd it go or whatever. Right. And that's when I was telling you like, yo, like, like, can I come back? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you were telling me whatever. But then there was like one day I was like, damn it. I was, I was damn, like, I guess I lost, I guess I like can't come back or whatever. And there was one day it was like, yo, if you can get here by this date, okay. if you, you can get here by this date. You can, you can come back. Or whatever. Right. And I was like, all right, boom. Yeah. Cause I think I didn't, cause the other problem was that I didn't know if after the week that Adam was doing it, if we would need another assistant again. Right. Like I didn't, I didn't, maybe I'm not even getting booked again. Right. So it was like, I don't want to tell you to come back because then the job might not happen after Adam's fulfilled his days, but it could. So it's up to you almost like if you want to be here on Sunday, cause we start Monday, maybe it's up to you. Is it worth the risk? Is it worth another $400 to be here and in case was. they said yes? It was. Hell yeah, it was. And I knew at that moment it was like, I knew at that moment, I was like, man, it was kind of dumb for me to do this, right. but I did it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm coming back and I'm going full fucking psycho on this, this job. Like right. I, I know I'm in this shit. Cause at that point, and here's the dopest part about it, because when we left, we had our position. We were like moving, we we're moving as a team. Like you were making moves and you were the, always the orchestra. You were obviously the orchestrator. You were the ones making the, making the, those relationships that were like, and moving, you know? And I was just making sure, boom, I'm right behind him, whatever he needs. Mm. When I came Literally. back, when I came back, you, when I came back the week that I was gone, so much had happened in terms of what you're, you're leveling up in the situation right. where by the time I came back, we, the day, first day I came back was the first day we moved to a new studio, the, the big one. Oh yeah. And at that point you were like, yo, when you were gone, some shit happened. And now I think I might shoot the actual show. I might shoot the act. <laughs> <laughs> I might shoot the actual steady cam, like, and they want me to shoot it and whatever. So like, 
you told me the whole story and a couple days that I was gone, you like glowed up right. big time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so Crazy. then our role had completely changed. We yep. went from this side of the table to this side of the table. Right. And so then it was like, we were moving like crazy because you were on a whole new thing and I was on a whole new thing. So we were just like, we were, we had a, we had new people working with us. We were in a new studio. So we were just like, we were back together and we became a team because I was your ace, like second AC plus spotter. You're like, okay, maybe he could spot, whatever. So then we were just moving like crazy. But then we were also like, we're working 12 hours, 14 hours a day. Now we had worked three, three weeks before that. I come back, we're about to do a whole, like it starts being apparent, like, yo, we, we're gonna go to the show. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is gonna be the thing. I'm like, yo, there's no fucking way we're yeah, being we're replaced because we know everything. Like, right. who but else it, is we, coming We in? were still like, I'm like, like they still haven't yeah. t- technically hired me. Right. Like, I could be going to my, like, a, my sister's wedding next week and no one knows about it. And it's I crazy. might just be playing dumb. Like, oh, no, for sure they're replacing me during right. Coachella. But, dog, by that point, by that, like, what was dope is the whole time there I was just observing like you had already moved you had to entrench yourself mm-hmm. you had to entrench yourself in a situation where it was apparent to me we were going right sure. so that point it was like we were learn we were learning the show like our back of our hands we had a whole system we were we were working together that we were very we were coming very close right right, right. we're also spending 14 hours a day every day right next to each other yeah like learning the show we're figuring out the camera moves we're learning about like how we're going to move together like what are our maneuvers we're, we're figuring out our system of, okay, you're just going to run them, run over here, out, run across the stage, grab the heavy-ass mobile, run it back, switch the batteries. We're learning that whole process. Right. Plus, you're still working, like, you know, the in the creative side, too, like, right. figuring out. So I'm getting to be right there in terms of, like, all the process of the entire show being built, mm-hmm. the entire choreography of everything. And when we're doing the intro, I'm out there on the on the runway. When everyone's sitting there watching us, I'm out there with you. With you, we're working together on this stuff so it was like crazy and that that whole those two two months were like some of the craziest the, like the whole time there bro after i had left and i got that itch and i did it i came back and i realized like that's when i it everything opened for me especially because we're in the new studio i was like this is the the coolest fucking shit of all time right like, how am i here right you know what i mean yeah every day and then you be like just the process of like right I was obsessing every day. We worked forever, but every day I walk in, I was pumped. But that's so interesting that your drive to create and be able to be like this out, you go out, you shoot your shit, you put it out, you love that fulfillment, blah, 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 almost trumped your ass by a lot. Like you almost overlooked the possibility of what an opportunity is. You know what I mean? By saying like, And that taught me so much. Right? Isn't that crazy? But think about how many people, A, you could have done that with the internship. Like, I'll get to it later and then never had that. Which would have or, never turned or into any of this. The same understanding that I had with the internship, I almost like slipped up on this because it's that's like what I'm internship. I didn't know what it would come of it, but I knew something would. Right. And you—that's what I mentioned earlier because you had that in your head. I could see it in your eyes the whole time. You were like, you were frustrated with not figuring out like what, what's our what's our place, blah blah blah. But you knew there was like, right. I'm like, well, I know that I'm gonna be in. You're involved gonna do in something, yeah. and it turned into like the dopest thing you could possibly do, right. pretty much. Yeah. So like, but. Like you said, that moment when I came back and especially seeing you, like, like the way you had the way you had moved and the way you had maneuvered yourself into this position, I was just like, I was. At that point, it was positive right. to me. Like, holy shit! Like that taught me so much, and that that was the precursor for the way that I handled tour right, and the way right. that I was able to like maneuver, like learning, seeing you do that during Coachella set the whole stage for my whole attitude for tour. Dude. Right, because I was like, that was the most impressive shit ever. Right, the way that it just ended up happening. Yeah. So anyways, we were just working every day together. And this is a funny story that I want to throw in here because I remember uh, 
you like played a joke on me that I wasn't going to Coachella, and we had just we had just worked for like two oh, months shit. straight. That's fucking. We funny. had just worked for two Did months you go straight. Home? No, you were still in LA. It was like a ten minute thing. It was. Like, <laughs> uh, it was like a ten minute thing where where you saw on me how much it broke me, Damn, and you were just playing a joke on me. You were just playing a joke on me, and I remember thinking like. I know the show like the back of my hand at this point. Probably even better than what you. What I I'm reminding you what songs are next and what move you're doing. Yeah. And shit. Like, that's how much I'm trying to right. be on this. And you were like, oh, you know, they... Uh, hotels they, they, are gone. Hotels are gone. And they said that they're just going to give Coachella... Uh, they're going to give a Coachella sp- uh, spotter an existing camera. Oh, and like, yeah. And, and like, th- so you won't be able to go or whatever. That and actually the, was real, though. Yeah. They almost really... They were like, oh, well, we might not be... Because just of whatever, budgeting or hotels... I think just because we had such a big crew, they couldn't actually house all of us. And I told him I was down for you to stay with me. I'm like, dude, I'll let him stay with me if we can have him. I yeah. need him and, to and do this for, shit. For you, it was like at that point, to, you knew that you were comfortable doing everything you do because I, we were in sync. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms if of I had some together. other person coming who was Matt Green and didn't know the show, I, it's a liability. I could fall off the stage and And the shit. type of camera movements you were doing was like, like first off, you made like the camera movements are pretty much made up. You made them up. Yeah that ended up being choreographed in the show. Yeah. But like, I knew, okay, he's doing this at this point. He likes to do this. I, right. Like, this is what he's doing. Run, be at the exact point you were done, you were going to finish the move so I could take it at that exact point, bring it back. So my arms knew, felt knew like how much time explode. we have. Plus like going out, the, when we would do the, the type of stuff we do in the tour, uh, on the, um, in the show in terms of like where we were taking this expensive ass big camera yeah. with the movie. Right. And like r- literally running with cords and running through the crowd to get back so we can make it to the next shot was right. like dumb. Yeah. He, so I texted yeah, him so, that and was like, oh yeah, so like they don't have enough hotel rooms because of this stuff and I guess I'm getting like a guy that uh, from Coachella that's going to spot me, bro. Like, I'm sorry, man, but you like killed it or whatever. Like, yeah, like good that. work. And David was just like, oh Dog, I was, I was. He like texted me back some like half-assed like response like, oh damn, like I don't remember what you said. No, I was I was devastated in that in those twenty in those ten fifteen minutes twenty. You were trying so hard not to. T- yeah, but you I could tell, tell it. You could tell it on my because at that point it's like, yo, like did I've I tell you here. in real life? In real life. In oh person. yeah, I thought I texted to you. No, I, I think you texted it to me. God, I'm but good. in person you told me. I fucking love a good prank, bro. <laughs> I love a good. prank. But at that point it's like, okay, I missed like five to five or six days or whatever. But yeah. I was I was there from the beginning yeah, of like the shit. Till the end, and especially till the end. So it was like I'm invested in this just as much anyone. Like I almost felt slight, but of course I wasn't entitled to anything. But it was just a bummer. I was like, because we saw at that point the path was clear. Right. Like, dude, we're gonna be on stage. Right. At the opening with Destiny's Child at every, all the biggest moments of the show. Yeah. And this is gonna be the craziest experience of all time. You know. Yeah. But anyways, you see, you see him looking in my face. And I'm thinking like, damn. Like, all right, cool, whatever. And then you, you're just like, you look at me and you're like. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I was like, I remember, I was like, dude, I was so happy, bro. He tried. You should have seen his fucking face, though. Yeah. God damn, I'm remembering this right now. But his face was so fucking it was dejected. funny. It was dejected. He just was like, his face got all white and shit. He's Puerto Rican, so he's not really white. And it was like the funniest shit I ever seen because I was like, man, how long can I? I was thinking about going for the day. Like I wanted That'd to try fucked. to run it for the, the whole day. energy would have been fucked. But I thought someone else would spoil it for me. You know what I mean? That, you yeah. know, and the camp would say something like, "Oh, isn't Coachella gonna be cool?" And yeah. man, that shit was funny. But yeah, so we got to do Coachella, and we fucking go out there. And I think we drove out there together, right? We rented a car. We rented a car, drove out to Coachella, and that's when I got hit with a text 
Maybe it was like, did we spend like, were we there for a day or two, before, like kind of working and then, yeah. and then they text me? Yeah, it was like two days after, but I remember this too. Yeah. We were driving uh, to get like breakfast. We were going to go work again. Denny's, <laughs> shout out, Denny's. out to Denny's. We had Denny's twice one day. It was a fucking mess. But uh, we went out to Coachella. We started working for like two days. Didn't need to be there, but we were there and it was hot <laughs> as fuck. And we just like got sunburnt and shit. Mind you, we're in the sickest place. The sickest hotel. Like, to me, this to me at this point, I'm like, I'm seeing what the this, benefits. this is the top. This is like what it is to see that to like go from there to this. Like I'm I wish like, we got that we got the Coachella band. We pull up and the the hotel keys are right there at the at the like I was seeing this. I was like, yeah, dog. I wish I wish he like for me to to get to where I got <laughs> to versus Dave getting to where he got to experience some of the nights on my first big tour and having to sleep in the bus while the artist sleeps in the hotel because the budget was out or whatever and like eight of us are sleeping on the bus when we didn't need to to go into some of the hotels that we've stayed in in the past year it's a whole nother fucking yeah, ball game when you're working with billionaires mm-hmm. it's a little bit yeah. different and you would always be like yo just so you know this isn't how it is this isn't how it is yeah. trust me don't trust get used me, to this bro this isn't how it yeah is. this is not how it is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like because when you get done with coachella and you go on a real tour yeah yeah you, it's, you're gonna no hate way your you're life at this level yeah, yeah you're gonna hate your life bro catering is never like this like oh the hotel doesn't have a steam room what yeah exactly you know we'd be going to the steam we'd be ch- we'd pull up to ho- this is a whole we're getting yeah, yeah i know i know yeah, but but so we get i get an email or something from the people at Parkwood and they're like, Hey, just so you know, like you've been doing such a great job, blah, blah. We love it. Like we love having you around. Like we'd love for you to come on tour. Like B loves you. B really wants yeah, you to come on tour. Come on tour. And I was like, Oh shit. I was all like, Oh, Dog, that, was, that message was tight. And then, uh, well, at that moment you were like, that was a sick moment for you. Yeah. Like that, that was the whole validation for the, the amount of work that we put in was insane, yeah. especially you. The for them to see like in, the value. For them to see it. And you know that the top, yeah. saw it and respected it right that was dope but yeah. then you were still like you were still like damn like the tour six months she's like we start rehearsals in Paris first show yeah. six six and it goes till October and I was and like you six were thinking, six like, what damn. month is it right now I'm like that's very soon fuck and I was like oh shit like I gotta figure out how I'm gonna like tell the girl like what yeah. I'm gonna do like what the fuck do I do and then I think in conversation I was like saying how well, then, I needed but, but, you then we do the show we do the show twice like killed it yeah we we murdered it like that was the shit we did it we did, we did the show we came back second weekend both weekends were in, in, i don't know how legendary. to brush up. i don't want to brush over the show too much i don't i don't, I don't know this podcast is gonna be like 10 hours but damn i know I, I like in the sh- in the moment of the first show so dave at this point is now my spotter during the show so what that means is before i had a spotter i was running backwards on a thin runway with a Beyonce in front of me walking towards me and I have to keep her framed up while running backwards while knowing where stairs were while walking upstairs blind and maneuvering myself in a way so then we realized that that shit wasn't that safe so then Dave started doing it and we hooked up like a carabiner to my belt and Dave would like guide me and then we learned like these codes where he would like double tap me when we were like four seconds away from or four feet from the fucking turn or some shit and then he tap really quickly on my back several times when it's like all right start turning like literally we came up with these different things and so for coachella we both had to he would be out there with me and plus plus at the end of every move carrying it like we would hand hand off as soon as i could stop holding as soon as i wasn't being being the one that was filming i would give it to dave because my arms were like jello as fuck because that motherfucker was like 40 pounds yeah and which i know is not a lot but hold it up for two and a half hours holding it plus 16 hours or whatever yeah it's, it's a lot my back was fucked but uh 
I remember the first show, me like they're like, all right, hey, the boss is walking, and so we know B's coming. So that means the show's about to start, which we're less like, it's fucking game day. I took like nine shits. I, Dog, I, we I couldn't nervous. stop shitting. I was so nervous, shitting a lot, people. And uh, we go, we just start. We grab our shit. And that means that she's coming. So we're starting out on the B stage, which is a small stage. So me and Dave have to go out to the runway first, just to be ready. And then they kill the lights and bring her out. So we go out there. And also our comms didn't work when we went out there because there was some issue. Immediately they don't work. They stopped we, working. We tried to fix them before and then they we were like, oh, they're fixed. The minute we step on the runway, they, they go out. They stop working. And there's 100,000 people out there and we're just like, Gah. All anxious and stuff. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we're both shaking. You especially. But we go out. We go out there and we take a knee at yeah. the end of the runway. And then they're like, I think you went back to try to get the comm to hear. Well, was that trying to tell them like, yeah, hey guys, we have no comms. And, and then like, we're waiting. They're like, she's not coming yet for a little bit while. She's not coming for like 20 minutes or Yeah, something. we're like, fuck, but we're already out here. So the, we're just so hyped that we're just like not moving. We're just like, all right, we're already out here. And then uh, I'm just thinking about, I got to kill it. The first shot is me. The first show shot of the show that anyone sees is my fucking camera. And it's a fucking synchronized, choreographed move that is a very long take streamed like my mom's watching this shit in Iowa uh motherfuckers are watching this in South Africa and the North Pole and fucking the moon meanwhile meanwhile like Dave's like dude dog I'm like there's Rihanna <laughs> I'm like there's dude. I'm like there's Rihanna and then we, we we pull up and like they turn around and I'm like and we are nervous I'm trying to like be lighthearted. I'm like bro chance that's chance there's chance right there and you don't care because you I was like dude I don't give a fuck yeah. about chance the rapper right <laughs> but now I'm like I'm like to me I'm like dude yeah like, that was the epicness of the moment like the people that were right there right next to us near during all our moves was is it was insane who was in that top that place. top tier motherfucking and like that that, of that the world. amped like the moment of her too because we were just sitting there like he's just saying all the shit I'm like dude I don't give a fuck <laughs> we gotta kill this shit I'm fucking terrified and then I'm like why did they hire me to do this I'm gonna fucking fall I remember what when the show started and we're walking to B and they're like revealing Beyonce and I get to the to her I have to like you know pan down the, the um, cape thing and that's the point where I'm supposed to walk backwards and my legs were so t- jello-y like it felt like that you know those dreams where you fucking like an alien or someone comes and they're kidnapping somebody and you have to punch them and you can't and your arms you're are just, just like paralyzed yeah, yeah you're just like <sighs> it felt like that shit and I really felt like I was about to fucking sit down Indian style and just call it a day like be like I don't know who chose this but she's gotta walk over me I can't move no more we fall like yeah. she's gonna oh, I so but we fucking walk backwards and then yeah, I know I'm gonna have to get to the stairs and walk up the stairs which is different than how we rehearse it and over and over in rehearsals so it was like a me- must remember muscle memory that was not there and, I, and my legs are so heavy and I'm like oh fuck is Jesus Plus, Christ I'm thinking like I can't fall either yeah you can't fall either and I'm like please pull me Dave just like literally hold me up <laughs> and we get through the one shot hang up the movie on the, the stand and then the next the rest of the show ends in 10 minutes for me like yeah. in my head it happened so well, that, fucking quick that, that's All the funniest my fears. part because we were like we were just like we were just like you were like that was tight. That was tight. Yeah, we, like, we like, literally have footage of it on my GoPro. Like, we set it down and we, like, kind of pull out our phones to see, like, what's next. And we we're both just like, yo, that was kind of tight. And we we're just like, yeah, like, we just well, did dude, that and shit. That's, that's the value of, like, the type of work ethic that we had for the whole time and what B wanted because we had ran that show so many times. Yeah. We could do it in our sleep. Hell yeah. So after that pump moment happened, it was like, yeah. But the whole time, it never left, like, how epic that, the way that the crowd felt, like, yeah. how epic that moment was. We knew it. And the end, we were, we were, like, so thrilled it was ridiculous it was fucking crazy but it felt it felt great and that was a great accomplishment and then that opened the door to do tour and then i think in the middle of negotiating for tour i asked 
to have an assistant. I'm like, oh, I need to have Dave. Like, I need to have an assistant. Like, I got gear. Because like, I remember we left we left Coachella. Uh, the first weekend there was the party, remember? And, like, there was, like, Pharrell was there and party oh, yeah. and all stuff. And we started thinking, like, yo, this is tight. Like, because like, this is the first time we were, we were celebrating. Right. We were like, this is crazy. Yeah. The second weekend, everyone was leaving. They were all, all the dancers were going home, basically, because they were about to go to Paris. So tour is, like, looming. And I, like, stayed for the next week and left. And then you, that was when you were about to have your meeting. And you remember you were just, like, you were going on tour, and I was just pumped for you. I, like, did not right, think right. tour was an opportunity. Yeah, like, why but would you, you were like, you were like, dude, I don't know. Like, it could happen. Like, I'm rooting for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I wanted to try to put yeah. it in a position like, hey, can I have my person? Like, I need, it's a team thing now. Like, I need him to help me with, I just started. And at that point, bullshit. you didn't know if you were going to be doing the same thing you did for Coachella or you were going to go on tour doing what you wanted to do, which is the actual content creating part. Right, right, right. You weren't sure at that oh, point. Oh, yeah, like, that's if I was going to keep running that's the, what that the meeting was camp for. type shit. Yeah, right. that's what that meeting was for. So you went. I was nervous as fuck because I was like, man, that shit was fun, but it hurts so bad but also how you gonna t- but you were kind of like but do I do it anyways like but creatively I wanted to yeah, tell yeah. stories I wanted to like create moments you know what I mean that was and like that's your, was, your powers yeah right? that meant more to me than shooting the show like after I did it once like I got it out of my system now right. I want to go on to something else right and the one that I did was like the most iconic one in the world you right. know what I mean like that's so crazy so I'm ready to move on and moving on and that's what they wanted too they're like oh we love how you were able to capture the show and like blah 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 so Somehow finessed it. You were able to come, yeah. and I remember after you got on that meeting, you were like, you were like, we called me because we were still in, we were still like keeping in touch, and you were like, dude, it went really well. Like they said, they don't want me for Steadicam. They actually want me to go do trade content, which is sick. And uh, I mentioned you coming, and actually, uh, Aaron actually mentioned it on her own that if they would like to bring you on to like yeah. help you out and stuff. So at that point, I was like, oh shit, because like if she said that then this shit could actually happen. Right. You know what I mean? Plus I had you, re- plus I had you like, like vouching for it. Right. And like saying like, yo, this could, so that's the moment where, cause when I went home, it was two weeks where it was like, that was a pipe dream. Like there was like, I can't remember how much time it was in between. Me, me either. Uh, going home for Coachella to the tour. I think it was like two, two weeks and it a half or something. Long. Two weeks. But that whole time was like this, this limbo of like, I wasn't telling anyone anything that, but like even my fr- close friends that I would tell like, yo, there's actually a possibility. They'd be like, are you serious? That's crazy. But I didn't want to tell anyone anything because who know that there's no way that was going to happen. Right. Or like, hey, what if it didn't? And then I look like an idiot. So right. I just kept it quiet. But I was like super anxious the whole time because it was like I couldn't even move on any future future moves in terms of like going to shoot a festival like EDC. I was trying to go shoot an EDC because the artist that had shot a Coachella and I was like, sidebar. Don't do it. Yeah. Like. Don't take any shots. Don't. <laughs> so I do didn't. It. So I didn't take anything. But I was anxious the whole time. Like, yo, I'm either I'm either super available for all year, or I'm not available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so like the whole time, and it was uh, it was all the way up to the minute. And this is the like the story keeps getting crazier because literally the whole time. But that that moment, I was like, yo, this could actually happen. I started getting a little more hopeful. But it would be like you'd wake up hopeful, and then at the end of the day, you'd be like, there's no way this is happening. Right. Like that all that constant battle or whatever, and you didn't even know like the f- final final in terms of like when you're leaving Damn. We, had, we had no idea uh then one day hold on let's do this but let's go to a commercial break because i have to pee so bad because i had two of these motherfucking dutch bros rebels <laughs> we chugged them. That's, i'm sorry by the way also i'm probably talking like motherfucker i didn't have to do anything the first hour of the show dave's fast. just like oh i know how these podcasts work which Watch. is funny how which is funny yours was like that too i know you just Didn't like shut the fuck up went off yeah i know how podcasts work yeah <laughs> i, I run these things uh we're gonna take a bathroom break real quick and be right back after these messages for sure dun, dun, dun. for sure hi have you ever wanted some merch 
Well, Black Widow Cream's got the merch that you need. Shop BWNC.com. Wait, shop BWNC. Yes, shop BWNC.com. Uh, this is today's sponsor. Black Widow Cream has the finest merch in the world. Um, Dave likes it. Dave, don't you like the merch? I like it. I helped design it. Yeah. The only way I was able to get him to come on the podcast is if I promised him a bundle pack. And now he has it and he enjoys it a lot. Yeah. Dave also created a lot of it, so it's <laughs> fucked up if I didn't give him a bundle pack. <laughs> uh, so shop BWNC.com to support this podcast if you like if you like where this shit's going. Uh, let's get back to the, the fucking story. <laughs> and we're back. Hey, guys. Um, sorry, I really had to urinate. So... Let's get into it. <laughs> Coachella gets done. We have some this brief period where we don't know if we're going, but we think we're going, but we don't know if we're going. And I think we literally found out if our we knew like a general date. We knew a date that like other people were going and like that it had to be around this time. Right. Like, but we didn't know. We didn't know. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh hey, we need you guys there in like two days. And we're like, what the fuck? The, the next day. We were yeah, flying like the next day. Earlier than what we had t- anticipated. So long story short. We finally work it out, and we didn't. We just did a morning roast about this. Remember? Yeah. What did. was the morning roast that we did? I mean, about like not counting on it till the flight came. No, but like yeah, like uh, not until the checks in the mail or yeah, some shit just, like just that. Just did it today. Like yeah, we ago. just did an hour ago. But it's funny because it's like for this, we didn't. We knew we were going to Coachella or to tour. But I didn't believe it till I got an email that said, "Here's flight your flight info from Austin, Texas to Paris." Yeah. And we and didn't, like that's didn't when it was know. real, and it didn't become real till they booked it and they said you're leaving tomorrow. So all of a sudden, I had to we had to pack, say goodbye for six months for six months away. Right, like say goodbye like six months. Tell my girlfriend, hey, uh, you know how okay, it's actually happening, and I'm leaving tomorrow. Right for six months. Yeah, so that was a whole thing. But then yeah, we ended up. Being but we got out to Paris. Dave had a fucking long ass flight out there. I think mine was a direct from LA. Maybe yeah, I had a long journey. Right. I had a long journey even back from Europe too. Yeah, he got fucked on. <laughs> I went to Copenhagen. <laughs> I went to like Ohio to Copenhagen to to or to London Heathrow to Copenhagen or like something. I can't remember. Just some dumbass flight. No, maybe Copenhagen was on the way back. It was yeah, whatever. We get there. Then we started rehearsals. We were out there rehearsing for like a month. That shit was like a fucking. It was nuts. We, it was a lot of work. We just put in a shit ton of work. They're developing a whole new show after just doing Coachella, which took months and months and months to prepare. Now they have to flip a fucking full con- touring concert. We're documenting. We're trying to create content. We're trying to, we're trying to create find our, aesthetics. Find our lane. Find our lane. Like yeah. Find what's, our way in there. What's like the vibe of our right. work and shit? And um, I know like we worked so hard that we didn't even do anything in Paris. And I love. I say this because I love this because Dave is the reason why I like fucking did shit on this tour. Because the last tour I was on, I didn't even get to experience cities because. Q, show, Q shows were like theater shows so every night we'd be able to play a show because our production wasn't that big so they could set it up this tour the production was fucking massive so it'd take like two to three days to do a, to do a turnaround per concert so we'd have some time to spend the cities but I remember after Paris we rehearsed so much and the last day we literally couldn't work because like they took the servers and the computers away so there was like really nothing we could do anymore and there was nothing to film because no one was in there and so we were like oh cool we can like go out but by the time we got back to the hotel, it was like, I'm fucking whooped. Like, we worked nonstop, like, whoop, whoop, whoop. And I think that we were like, what should we do? Should we just, like, get some food at the mall across the street? And you're like, nah, dude, let's, like, go eat somewhere. And we found, like, Robin. Well, first off, our first meal in Paris was five guys. Five guys. Because Ben was like, fuck it, I just want to eat this. I'm, I trust it. Yeah. 
and we eat five guys but then like this was the only chance to go eat something but then i was like yo i just want to kind of sit down and like fucking watch netflix and just no, not i do was anything. like i was like no dude let's go see the eiffel tower Eiffel dude. tower you're like we have to see the eiffel tower and i was like oh fuck the eiffel tower i've seen that shit i was like before. no you like yeah dude we didn't have a day off for like the whole time the whole time so, so we like go that out. We found one night to go, and I'm like, I gotta see the Eiffel Tower. How am I gonna go to Paris and not see this? I was like, dude, we're gonna be back in Paris in fucking two months with the tour. Yeah. Like, we'll see Paris. We'll see this shit then. And so whatever, we go, and then we end up meeting our homies out for a drink, send some dinner, eat some bomb ass dinner. We had to like take a train. We were really going out to the shit, and then we just start roaming around and fucking turning up. And remember, we all, I shot that. I shot that 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 Eiffel Tower hyperlapse. Yeah, he shot a hyperlapse <laughs> that we never used until like way later. Yeah. And then uh, we go out find this find all the content people somehow we all end up at the same club and that's it, the last day the very last that's what i'm day. talking about yeah the the eiffel tower was like in like almost oh, yeah. again and then the end when we actually were about to leave that's when we just like fully sent it but i was, was like, so tired where i was like yeah. all right i'll go out and eat i'm gonna have like a beer and shit and then go home and sleep because we have to be up at fucking 6 a.m to hit this train a nine hour train ride basically right to fucking wherever cardiff uk but we go out go go up we started drinking a lot. We're like, oh shit, this is fun. Then we bounce around, we see all this stuff, we're running through the streets of Paris, we end up at this club, and the club is massive, and then we come into the dance floor, and all of the nerds on our tour, all of our content nerds, are there, doing the exact same thing, like they knew the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, this is our chant. this is our one night. So everyone's turning Everyone up. had been working hard like crazy. Everyone's dancing, for some reason the DJ starts playing all kinds of Beyonce and Jay-Z music randomly, and we just fucking got lit, came back to the hotel, 4 30 or something in the morning our train literally leaved at six to go to cardiff and like yeah we almost missed our, the train that was the worst hangover ever i had on the, it was the, the most brutal it was the hangover. worst hangover of 2018 by far fact and 2019 <laughs> it was Dude, like that, so fucking nuts. lauren like lauren like busted in my room she's like if you don't get downstairs on this bus in the next five minutes we're leaving we're you. leaving you and i'm thinking fuck and i didn't pack anything because after we got off work that day we were like, fuck it, we're just gonna go straight because we just wanna have fun, whatever. I remember I, had to, I literally had to leave shit because I couldn't pack it fast enough so we could make it down. I woke, woke up to her, fucking bang, 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 bang. I'm like, what? She's like, the bus is leaving right now. Where are you? Where's Dave? And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like fucking trying to grab my shit, calling you on speakerphone over yeah, and over yeah. again. I'm calling you from the hotel over and over again. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm packing up my shit. I'm like, we're fired. We're fucking we're so fired. fired. We're, so we're gonna fired. miss this bus. We're fired as fuck. But luckily, we weren't the only ones. Like everyone that went out with us also had that issue, which well, was we like, didn't know. Yeah. But we get down there. I get downstairs. Dave's not downstairs. The bus is gone. I'm like, God damn it. I'm calling you. I'm trying to figure out how to use Uber in Paris. I'm like, fuck, now we got to call an Uber and shit. Like, oh, fuck, we're going to miss this train ride or whatever. And then they call us. They're like, we're around the corner. I'm like, oh, thank God. You come down. We got the thing. We're like, sorry. We like sit down. Everyone's hungover. You're like, I fucking left my vans. One of my vans. I left my scooter. Converse. I left the, the 3D film camera that I, I left had. a fucking new camera I got. All this shit just because he was so nervous. Just because, yeah, I left it. Fuck it. We get to the train station the tr air doesn't work at the train station the train's late as fuck it's hot as hell Dude, we're i didn't have enough time to pack everything like properly so i was we were walking in the and i was just carrying like three four different items that could have been easily packed into one thing that was the <laughs> that was the worst day ever we dude. just wanted water we're yeah. just like so thirsty to drink water and like oh my god dog like that was anyway that's how we kicked off tour so boom we made it to cardiff and then we started it was nice this was all literally a year ago, like a year ago, it's almost, almost a year ago. to, to, to the on, day. on my birthday. To the day. That's crazy. That's dope. Fuck. But like uh, on your birthday, it'll be the year. The day, a year before the the day before the first show. Ever. Yeah. Wow. Like how is it? How is that? Possible? I have no idea, dude. But 
what the fuck so we go on the, t- the, the tour ends up like we kind of cracked the code of like the content we were going to create and made like these giphy moments and we were trying out all kinds of different things see what they liked and be gravitated towards them and it was cool because the website hosted gifts so, like we started doing that shit yeah i think this is a cool point to say this part like uh the whole time like i said earlier like you're you're the way you handled coachella like inspired me a ton in terms of like like and i when i went into the tour like you know i wasn't sure what my role was going to be same same attitude same motivation but i was like i'm gonna i gotta prove myself mm-hmm. in terms of like the creating side of stuff because like i know that i can do this shit but it's like this is my sh-. like and i just didn't know how it was gonna work throughout the whole rehearsals we were just figuring it out we right. weren't really cre- we were creating but we were just like still a lot of documenting a lot of documenting so that was a big crash course in terms of like documentarian bts like style filmmaking or like shooting for that whole time like yeah, it, just it, like it forced us to like force me to like sit down and be like learn okay this is how we shoot cross angles this is how we shoot a, con- a conversation this is how we shoot to edit this is how like sitting there capturing like learning you know like handheld like being very like fly on the wall that's two months of like just super crash course on that and mind you da- this you basically came on to do the same role and immediately I was like, oh, no, no, no. I need him to do this shit. This will help me out. Like, right. we can work as a unit really well together. To me, I'm thinking if I can elevate Dave the same way Andrew elevated me, where he's like, oh, cool, I'm going to have you edit, even though there's not really a credit for it yet or whatever. Like, no one asked you to do this shit, but I'm going to let – like, he put me in a position to win. And I'm like, yeah. if I could put Dave in the same position. Like, you don't need to pull my Caribbean the whole this whole tour. Right. And I'm like, I need help. Cool, set up the shit in the morning like make sure the batteries are charged like whatever basic like duties and then but I there like, was so much there was so much to be captured yeah that it was like i wanted to show you like yo like like i can we can be a team on this like i can help you yeah like right. i'm still gonna i still follow all your like i'm following your lead whatever you need right. but also like this i want you to know that i can like like i can handle this yeah exactly you know what i mean right. and like also and i could have been a fucking asshole like people dude that's, that's what my favorite part thing. is that's the biggest thing like, like i wanted to make sure that you did have that role like the tour your role was to be the assistant but you were literally like the second cam like just run second cam just shoot the fuck out of the show like post we were putting out content like and it could have been and i think this is how i've people that i've experienced i've worked with this is why i'm not like this but people will like try to hold their clout or like position you yeah like make sure that you don't have a window or whatever and i'm like that's so fucked up to sit there and bottleneck some shit that doesn't need to be bottlenecked there's so much content to be created like right and of course, like at the beginning, it was you, like you want you wanted to make it clear that that like that's how it was, and I had no problem with it. But also, I was like, you 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 did set me up, and you never really like you never allowed me to like, or you never. I like, remember you being frustrated me down. about it. I was frustrated because there was one I was day. trying I was trying to find the way. He was. I was trying to find the way, and that's fine because uh, I was developing a relationship with Lauren and with people, and like the whole time I, I was, I learned uh, the whole like. And this will continue. Like what I understood was okay. Like once I figured out, okay, Lauren's like, Lauren's the one run, like going to be in charge of us or whatever. She's also dope. So I was just like wanted to be her friend, but also just like trying to show her like casually through or throughout casually through the process that I that I could create. Mm-hmm. You know, like it. And so I, you know, later on when I would go out to the cities, I would always be going out and like, yo, I'm gonna go shoot the city just because like, which is funny because we had to do it for right, work. Anyway. But that that was my creative outlet when we weren't able to create create in terms right. of like put stuff out. Right. And then I would come back and be like, Lauren, check this out. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I shot, or this is whatever. And she'd be like, oh, that's really dope. You know what I mean? So I was like setting the seed for her and the other people to understand that like I could create. Right. You know what I mean? So like I didn't want to just be this. I wanted right. to try to figure my way out. And you helped me with that by being like, yeah. you know what I mean? You would always like vouch for it or whatever. Right. So like when it came to the 
I thought this was so, I remember this because it was the first show and we didn't think about what we were going to do in terms of like us. Right. Because you were doing it, you were going to do what you do always, which is run around and do your thing. Right. Like you weren't going to need my help. There was no way for me to just stick around you. Right, right, right. So then I just grabbed a camera and in my head, I'm like, I'm shooting. Yeah. But like, we never even talked about it. Like no. in terms of like what it was. And you were just kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, I mean, what if, call me if you need a battery. Right. right. Call me if you need a card or anything you need, whatever. And so I was just like learning. I was just like, all right, figure it out how to shoot this. And I only had a 24 to 70. We, we started learning like the process of the show. We had no idea what the show really looked like because we were shooting. We weren't directly involved in like the set list of the process. So the first show, we had no idea what was going to happen. And when we rehearsed, it's like all over the place. Yeah. We had no idea song, what was going to happen when, yeah. when Pyro was going to pop, all oh, stuff. Learn quick when Pyro was going to yeah. pop on my birthday. So like we make it to the point where I think it's important. There's a point where... Uh, where Lauren's like, hey, B wants, uh, B wants like something else. Like we should do gifts or whatever. The, no, she said the website can host host yeah. gifts. We're like, wait, what? Yeah, and, and like, they, and asked Andrew like, hey, can you shoot burst mode? They're like, oh, no, no. like they, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? That's yeah. not like their st- their art or whatever. And so I remember thinking like, it was a challenge for me to figure out. I was like, my goal is to get a piece of content on the website, however I can. Right. Like, and I know that I can. Right. I know, and like. I remember I would even go out there and take photos and you were like, bro, don't do that. That's, that's dumb. Like, it's a waste of your time. Why would you try to compete with these elite photographers? And I was no, like, not yeah. in that sense. Not in the way like you're not good enough. No. It was just that they, they already have three people I, that do this I, job. But I, I, I never thought that was a not good enough. It was like, I understood because they only can focus on, I'm splitting, if I split my time between photo and video, like I'm half going at both versus like they get to shoot there. Plus they're amazing. Like they're, they're, some, they're incredible. Right. But I was like, I'm not shooting B. I'm just gonna shoot J. I need a photo. I'm gonna get a photo of J on the site. That was my like personal goal. Yeah. Plus, that day when she had the gifts, we were like, we we knew that that was an opportunity, and we both went back and we pumped out like 400, like a million gifts. We were like, oh, and I was, we, I was gifts. already, I was already showing you like, bro, like I really like these like, these like reversible cl- like these like loopable clips. Right. And I did shot that one at J that I was so hyped on. Like yeah. we were trying to get it shown. Because when they said gifts in burst mode, you're like, yo, I already did that because my one DX shoots like fucking a machine gun. Check this out. And he'd like play it through and we're like, yeah, it's fucking dope. And it'd be like J with the fire. Right. And then I'm like, yo, wait, we have a mil- we've already been pulling selects. We already have let's select- turn those in the moment. Let's make those yeah. yeah. And we just started, we hammered out so many motherfucking, like we gave out probably, I swear to God, it probably was legitimately a hundred. I think it was almost 200. Like I think you, Damn. we both had a hundred. We yeah, it was crazy. like so many. But w- that's when we realized like, yo, this is, and we were telling them this is what it, what, it, what it was and that's what it could be. And then I remember the first time that the content went up, it was like Copenhagen and we, we would always wake up and be like, did something happen? And then <laughs> like, did, did they go up? Did remember? They go the way. Yeah. yeah. And then we, the first day it went up and we both had them and we like fucking We're rejoiced. Like, ah, like this yeah, is it. We yeah, cracked the, yeah, yeah. that was the whole challenge. Like how do we get it to the point where we can release content? And from then on, it was just like, it was game on and it was she so dope. loved them so she's like oh those are so good so then they're like we need more yeah. and we're like hell yeah all right but we would work till eight in the morning after a show just yeah. trying to like zombie bro the rest of the tour dude zombie. and that, that was dope because it was like at that point the first time it happened lauren was like we really need well i want moments of b dancing like i want moments of personality and then i figured out like plus you were shooting mainly b and j and i and i was already like like I said earlier, like I've been in dance for a minute, so I knew that like the dancers were my opportunity right. to like. First off, like there's so much happening. There's a the world is crazy. Like the amount of things that are happening every song. Right, massive. There's so many things to capture. Like you could be capturing that, but let me go capture all this other stuff. Right. So I started creating for the dancers, and like showing the dancers. The dancers were hyped on it because I was Super like capturing fun. the way they want to be captured. Right. Plus, 
I understood like, okay, maybe my maybe my role is like, like, I did it the first time, captured B, the one that you posted on the on the photos that that she loved. That she was the told, first one. That was like the one of the first the first gifts that ever came out. Wow. And Lauren told me like, B, that was B's favorite B's favorite gift of the whole night. Right. And I remember thinking like, whoa, like that's crazy. Right. And so then I was like, maybe that's my like, I found my niche is like, I'm gonna capture her beauty shots, her personality. You know what I mean? And like her dancing and those moments of like intimate. Right. You know, and then we we, we leveled up our equipment and like found the two times extender 7200. And that's how I feel like we were able to work together because it was like one, I had built the trust with Lauren and other people. So like, okay, Dave, like we, Dave can count on Dave for this right. content. So it was like, that was my opportunity to like flourish. Plus you were killing it. So it right. was like, every time you come back, I'll be like, yo, look what I shot. And you'd be like, look what I shot. And that's we were they always called us loving the gift up. gods. And uh, yo, so like I, I found that niche of just like, okay, how do I level up and flourish in this role and grow right. to the point where like I feel like I'm doing what I what I would love to do to be an artist and also like show to be own. an artist yeah. and capture and, right. and show my vision mm. plus not compete with Ben because like we're both video and at the end of the day you're the dude so right. it's like how do I not compete how do we not compete for shots right so it's like we figured out that that was the way like you were gonna do what you're the best at which is like the insane wide cinematic right. moving shots and there was a pocket where i could go and capture not only dance because that's what I, I felt like i could do that but all the dancers and i would be out with them we would plan stuff but i would also capture b in terms of like her per personality and performance right and you know the feedback kept coming back she loved him she loved him and that became a staple it was like you and then there was my pocket mm -hmm. and that was dope how we were able to like unify that and then when we came to we eventually when we did edits it was like you had like you, you, my shots paired with yours because right. it was like you had this and you needed something else that came yeah. in tighter and so we were able to work together. Right, exactly. But I think also like I would plan out moments where I was like, Ben, can I get the Ronin? Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, because I would be wanting to get the other stuff too um, and I would had the show memorized like the back of my hand. Right. Every moment, oh, this song I could shoot from these angles. But Ben, can I grab the Ronin? Go capture my shots just so I could get mine and you yeah. were always like... Uh, encouraging me to do that right like i remember even when with the drake one we got oh we yeah got one drake. of drake and yeah. like we, we could only only one could go right and you were just like you could have it yeah and i was like thank you because low-key i wanted it so bad because i was gonna be like a stamp because bro the drake that was like the first when i saw drake that was the the most starstruck for sure i've ever been in terms of like we had seen so many artists but for that one it was like unexpected that's a whole story yeah he just pulled up he pulled just pulled up started walking down you were like dave Cause I had was running up to get it to get a battery. You yeah. Were like trying to you're trying to tell me to like stay down there to get the shot, and like halfway when I ran up, I was like, oh shit, and I sprinted back down. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. This is Drake. <laughs> so yeah, man. man. I don't know. There was a whole ride, but to look back at the end of the tour to the beginning in terms of like the where I was at the beginning in terms of like the footage I got the first show to the footage I got the last show, like we talked about earlier, that was six months of the most intense crash course uh, growing up you could do like learning, constantly evolving, like shooting a show, reviewing, learning, seeing what mistakes you made, seeing what you loved, seeing how you shot, what, how you could shoot better. Two days later, you get an op another opportunity to prove yourself for six months straight. So like that's- And the, work with the team. And work with the team. And like the constantly, every day you you walk out on the show and there's a hundred thousand, there's 80,000 people screaming. Right. And you realize like, this is the fucking dream, dude. Yeah. And so, like, by the end, I feel like I grew. It's saying to me after tour, looking back, like, where I was before and where I'm at after, like, where I consider myself as an artist right now, still growing, right. still in the early stages of the career.
versus where I was before. Like, I feel like I'm a completely different person and like a completely different place creatively in terms of like what I was able to learn, what I was able to absorb from you, Robin, Raven, all this different stuff. That's where I am now. Andrew, like what I've learned from them, even from photography, just watching them. Like what I mean, like it's insane to think about. Right. So. Fucking ride, bro. Yeah, man. God damn. There's so much to talk about tour. That's a whole different podcast. That is a whole nother podcast. But I feel like, I mean, to have done it and then towards the end of the tour, I mean, that shit was such a long trip. We saw so much shit and did so much shit. Plus, plus, I think it's not to mention, like, you and, like, imagine not only that, the creative side, but you and me having to work together every day. And never. And have all these experiences all over the world. Like, I feel like, like, I've only known you for a year and a half, but it feels like I've known you my whole life. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, it felt like, and that's probably the same thing with me and Andrew, because I always compare our relationship to me and Andrew's relationship, because it was like, instantly we were with each other every single day for like, forever. (laughs) And for us, I'm like, it's crazy to think like it went from zero to hundred so quick where I was like, yeah, I didn't even know this dude. And then I invited him to say he showed up and then I was with him more than I was with my girlfriend over the course of the next, last year. You know what I mean? Like every single day. And you know, it works when it literally was like never arguments. Everyone both compliment each other, right. trying to excel and then build, you know what right. I mean? And like the beauty of it is that we always knew that this was like an oversight. Like I was like, I need, when I get done with this tour, I want to go back to this shit. And it was like the same thing for you. Like, right. yeah, hell yeah. Like the, Dave is the best beta test of Black Widow Cream working in the sense of a place where people can come thrive, learn and experience and get opportunity. And then implement it and like actually and, make it. Yeah, yours just happened to be with the same right. scenario that got like this, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't know. I, like I said earlier, I don't believe in fate, but there's there's something about like I definitely believe like somehow the relationship that you and me were able to like click, go through what we went through, go through the entire tour the way we were able to leveling up, doing everything together, plus building this, like shit. Imagine that one day I did I took two or more hours to fucking edit the podcast, like where what would happen? I don't know. I don't know. But I think and so I you know after tour, man. We're stuck on time. We gotta like wrap it up. I feel like we've been talking for fucking yeah. ever. Yeah, I know. It is what it is. Because we, then like, you know, now we're here in LA. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> nah, then we went to fucking South Africa, oh, see, that, India. That was another part because it was like after we left, it was the same type of feeling as before tour where it was like, but at that point I was more confident because at that point I was like, I knew I had proven myself. Right. Like I had value. So yeah. it was like, we should be invited. But even then, we didn't know until we got the 10 tickets. And at that point, we we're like, bro, we're do. We, we're doing it again. We're going like, to South Africa. Going to South Africa. Went to Dubai. We went to India. Man. And then by the end of the year, coming back, it was like, damn. Like, I, I stayed home for two months just to, like, ground myself. Because it was like, when you're living that lifestyle, like, you think, like, it's easy to think, like, yo, this is how life is. This right. is how it's going to be forever. Right. You come back to San Antonio, Texas, at your parents' house, you realize, like, oh, shit. I'm just, be, like, I haven't done shit yet. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have so much more to do. I have so much more to prove. Um and then it was like, how do I get to LA? Right. And that's what I like about it too, is because we then position ourselves. Because even me coming off tour, I was like, all right, all I want to do is get off tour and not work. So I can only work on Black Widow Cream, like elevate that shit. And then we're working over the phone again and it's back to the basics. But we knew it was important for you to be out here. So then I'm like, all right, cool. How can I leverage my position to excel you 
So if you could come out here, at least I could try to make it semi-safe where it's like, cool, here's a couple jobs, but do this right. and this and that. And that'll cover the, the groundwork until this thing becomes like, makes money. And like, I think the, 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 the way that I'm able to pull this off, especially move to LA, make it happen, is the fact that I decided right after college that I was going to jump straight into it. Like I wasn't going to like go get another job and then try this. It was like, no, like I'm going to. I'm going to go straight from the jump because this way I won't know anything different. Right. You know what I mean? I decided to stay home, which allowed me to not have rent at all or like really any bills. God damn, that's the best part about tour so like, for you, bro, so is like that you didn't the have The entire overhead. tour, the entire tour, I was saved. saving, 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 saving. So like, and plus we're out. So it's like, you know, there's food provided, there's hotels, whatever. So it's like whatever we spent, it was whatever we decided to go out and drink or go out to eat. Or yeah, or which is like clothes, not that much Not money. that much. So like, except for those motherfucking pants that we got at pants. goddamn Lululemons, <laughs> Raven. If you're listening to this, you know about the Lululemon swag, swag. But uh, yeah, so that so like when I came out here, I was able to have a cushion to like try it. Plus, thankfully to Ryan, Ryan and Evan, Aaron, the homies that I've been staying with forever. Thank they, shout out to the boys. Very glad that I'm leaving now. But they like <laughs> they have the pivotal part in the moment too because it was like I had a place to stay in LA and they were always willing to put me up on their couch during Plus, Coachella. During Coachella, blah blah blah. Plus these last three months when I've been in LA, being able to like make money out here, start making money out here, saving it enough to where I was finally just able to sign in on at least an apartment Ooh. and make it happen. So it's crazy. Yeah. So now that the new journey begins, I had Adam on here three times, so we can, we can definitely do more podcasts, but I fucking love that. This story is so fucking tight to me. I'm just gonna leave it at that because it's fucking crazy. I mean, it is wild as fuck. If you yeah, think I about might it. have the rec- I mean, at least we have the record for longest uh, black one cream pasta. Nah, no, at this point, Justin show still has the fucking record. Good. I'm hoping we're not at three already. <laughs> we're not, but me and Justin also talked about bullshit for an hour and a yeah, half yeah. before we really did his his thing. I think what's cool about it is that, like how you always talked about your family, not really like being very supportive, but not understanding like what the goal of it was like so many people can be crippled not saying your parents were trying i'm just using that part as an example but like your parents weren't trying to cripple you with this shit but a lot of people don't understand the vision that we as creators have and it it will never make sense to anybody but you facts and if you think that you have to make it make sense for the people that it doesn't really matter if they understand or not like all you can hope for is that they have your back, which in this case they did for you. But in also, my case, my parents have my back too. Right. In the way of like, we don't really know where the fuck this shit comes from because I'm a cop and she's a nurse. But if you think you like filming some shit, yeah, <laughs> all right, you know what I mean. Like, but like for them, the thing that they did though, like they, but they never like no matter what, if they ever like didn't weren't sure, they never doubted me, which ever. is a blessing. They never doubted me, and if anything, they like from since I was a kid, like no matter what I did. If I wanted to play drums, my mom was like, you can do it. Like, let's put you in this. You could do it. Like, whatever it was. Like, everything that I ever said I wanted to do, they were like, they never told me I couldn't. So my, I had an, an irrational amount of confidence right. chasing something that I had no idea how I was going to pull off, plus the podcast, plus working with you, giving me the inspiration and the motivation to be like, I can do this. So, it, like, I, I got to the point mentally where I, I, it was, like, not a doubt right. that something was going to happen. I didn't know how. Yeah. But like they gave me the belief, and the plus I, I said I keep the circle tight. Like my friends around me never like when I told them what I was doing, they were down for it. Mm-hmm. They like, yo, Dave's doing this. Like like Dave's a shit. Like whatever. And every time I, they would be gassing me up, so it was like I didn't allow any other thought to come in my head that I couldn't. Right. You know what I mean? It. I at some point I think we should make a YouTube video where it's uh, us showing each other our work again, because it's Damn, so that was fun. A whole experience. If you really compare 
outline the way Dave got to where he is and the way I got to, it's so fucking close. You know what I mean? It's so similar. It like, was eerily similar, like the videos he'd, that He'd be like, dude, made. check out the stop motion video we did. And he'd show me the video and he'd do little tricks in it where like someone would switch shirts and it'd be someone else. And I'm like, watch this. I'd play my video and it'd just be the same shit. You wearing like a big white tee. Yeah. And my shit was called White Tink. That yeah. shit was eerily similar. We have the same type of come up like, we had Tall T Tuesday videos, and then and then he had fucking, they all wore white tees and shit. I'm right. like, what the fuck is going on? And that's what I was saying. Like, early on when I saw you, I was like, okay, he moved out. He had a girlfriend. He moved out. Like, and I'm going through, like, I'm, what I'm going through right now is what you went through. So yeah. it's like, I've seen that you did it. So, like, that's how I'm living. That's how I'm p- paving my path. Right, right, right. So we just, like, things that we had in similar is crazy. Fuck. Damn, this is fucking great. I want to, I mean, we still have to do the Q&A experience, but yeah. um, before this, like, now that you've been out here, you've had a chance. Like, luckily, I've been able to like do what I could do or whatever. And then you finesse shit along the way too. But you got to work with Jay Balvin, fucking John. Who else? Sean Paul. Sean Paul. <laughs> John Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Paul. Uh, Mary J. Shout out to the girl. Um, who else? Nas. Nas. That's fucking dope. Yeah. Just like random shit. But this is. I'm so glad that it's gotten to a position. I'm glad that I'm in a position where I can still like provide opportunities yeah, for and people. I'm lucky because like you know uh, like the tour is the best credential like you could possibly like say you know On it's Earth. almost absurd like when people when you talk to like not people in the industry but like people are like oh what do you do and you say it like it almost feels weird to say I feel weird, weird every like, time I say you it you can't even say the words because people are like oh shit like it's just like almost disrespectful yeah you know it I mean? is it feels yeah. disrespectful it feels disrespectful like, to just fl- to say that like, you know, can't, there's no way to say it and not like feel like you're flexing you know? yeah so you got your my, my homies always be the ones be like nah he's just being humble like this is right. what he's done, you know what I mean yeah but like that plus we have a relationship with you you being able to vouch for me plus like people seeing my work like I'm proud I'm proud as shit of the body of the work that we both put out during, yeah. during the tour, man. Like, Hell I yeah. really am. Like, and it's, it sucks that we can't put it, like, somewhere. Like, it's there on the profile, but I'm super proud of that. And right. Like, I feel like it represents, like, where I'm at currently and what I can provide in the future. It's just about, like, figuring out what my next move is. Hell and yeah. honestly, that year was so insane. And plus, we have such a mission with this that right now, like, I'm, I, I just got an apartment. Like, I'm trying to settle. And, like, I'm okay with trying to figure out what's next. Like, I know something. Like, I know what it is. Like, Dog, yeah, because yeah. your shit, you got jump started so goddamn yeah. hard. Like I know it's like I'm just trying to keep the flame going. You know what I mean? Like keep the no. It's that's the thing is a lot of people think when that when it comes to the slow point where you're like, oh shit, I'm in Texas and nothing's happening. I just got off the biggest tour in the world that you're fucking up. But that's not true at all. No. You know what I mean? took two months after just to like reconnect. Bro. As you should. Got to reconnect with my family. I First fucked off, up. I got to reconnect with my girlfriend. Right. You know what I mean? How am I gonna bounce right after six months? Like still trying to keep that alive. You know what I mean? rekindle that stay at home plus i thought it was important for me to like remind myself where i'm at right because the opportunity that i got was unusual yes right coming home got to remind yourself like yo you still got to figure out how to make a full career out of this yeah you know what i mean get out there and like i was able to that whole year and like i said of saving gave me the power and the opportunity to come out here right and like figure it out and like start you know have a goal for like okay this year it's all me so it's like what's my goal set set my whole intentions like be real intentional with everything and like i'm making i'm going where i need to go right hell yeah like i feel good about it so i mean yeah man fuck all right so what's the plan next we're gonna keep building black with no cream damn straight um nothing man i mean i still i i have a passion like my biggest passion in the world is music so i want to you know i haven't been able to beginning to get my feet wet in terms of music videos but i want to keep working like on the on the like you know learning i want to learn 
keep learning in that way, helping however that, but also like hopefully find new artists to work with to create, really create with and create for. Right. You know, on a level where it's like, at least with like Mary, it's, it's been cool because like on a level of Mary's like it's been something where it's more direct, where I can mm-hmm. speak to her, right, and like show her something. Yeah, and yeah. that's cool, and right. that's the that's something I'm searching for. It's like artists that I can work with on a more direct level where, um, I can just do what I love, which is just like creating. Like my favorite thing in the world, like when I did the Jay Bama shit, I felt purposeful. That was the most purposeful I felt in a long time because like, you know, reggaeton music and like he's from Colombia, I'm from Puerto Rico, like, like. That was the uh, creating something for people to experience um, the type of music that where I'm from. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like dope. impact the way people see that artist that maybe they don't know him or whatever. That's the thing I love the most. Like w- during B, like we were the we were the mouthpiece and the and the and the voice and the 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 how people saw the tour who didn't get to go. Right. That's tight to me, and that's yeah. what I love the most. So, however, working with artists in whatever way, music videos, touring, uh, content like figuring out what the next path is but also not just I've been like turning down a bunch of dope things to stay here right and work on this and also like figure out like what else there is you know but yeah. like trying to figure out what that what the next like relationship is because that's what I'm big on it's like trying to figure out what the next team like mm-hmm. I could work with is you know right well fuck this is great yeah man if you know the deal if you sorry if, sorry again if you, if you made it this far if you, if you made, made it this far like Props and thank you, <laughs> like for real. Because I'd talk, I'd talk probably so fast and so long to be in it about bullshit. But if yeah. you ever made it this far, like props to you. No, nah, this like, shit was sit, Please send me a DM so I can thank you. Yeah, that, well, that gets to my next yeah. part, and you fucking know the deal because what you edit this shit. All right, so if you made this far, I'm gonna tell everyone to go. <laughs> I hate telling you this because it's like you fucking know what I'm about to say. No one usually knows this right. part, but if you made this far in the podcast, listener, go to Dave's Instagram at Dave Malave. Okay, tag me at Ben Roverse World, and then say this hashtag that Dave's about to come up with, which I'm interested to know if you've had one in your mind that you would always say. I didn't completely forget about the thing in this now. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Any hashtag you choose, they'll go to it. Whatever your most current images or video, whatever's on your Instagram feed at this current moment that you're listening to the podcast, maybe ten months from now that we recorded this, you'll put the hashtag. What's it gonna be? I just gotta throw it back. Let's go gift gods. Gift gods. God damn. I like tribute, that. Tribute hashtag. All right, go put gift gods on the on the gram. Um, we are going to stay tuned because we're about to do the Q and A experience. I have people in the Black Window Cream community in our Patreon Discord. Um, they all ask you questions, and I have a couple extra ones I want to talk to you about regarding the business behind creating content. Love it. Um, so if you guys want to hear that, slide on over to our Patreon. And support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash cream. That's where you can get the Q&A experience. Appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Dave, how do you want to end this shit? No, thank y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. All right, let's switch over to the Q&A experience. <laughs>